We are live. Live. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Nerdy Up North podcast. It's a nerdy podcast, and it's hosted by a Northern Nerds. I am one of your hosts, Sam. And I'm the other, and I am someone who can't speak for some reason. I am the host, Paul. <laughs> uh, and we are joined by the wonderful and the marvelous and the amazing Grant. I don't know why I'm doing these images this week, but it's kind of like me thing now, so I'm going to stick with it. And the gothastic, um, <laughs> the boot club uh, bitch herself. Uh, we have Charlotte. Why does God, Why does Grant get like marvelous and amazing, and I get bitch? <laughs> Well, yeah, he did say, yeah. say book club bitch first. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's that's yeah, it wasn't, wasn't, wasn't saying that as a derogatory term. It's like, it's like, give me dog, give me bitch. That's, 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 that's trying, to be, trying to be down with the kids now, what's feeling miserable. Absolutely love that. <laughs> yeah, I've lost my beard now. I've lost all powers. That's, that's, the, that's the problem. Oh, the beard had the power. Yes, the beard had the power. <laughs> it's like the power of hoodoo, power of hoodoo. Yeah, sorry. You it is a musical you. episode, so there will be a lot of singing today. Sorry, guys. But yes. Um... Sorry, in advance. <laughs> <laughs> no. But yes. Um, <laughs> we were meant to have another person on tonight as well, but she seems to be missing in action. So, Kelly, if, you, if you're about to, I hope you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, uh, today is, we thought we'd come on a bit early, like giving you a, like, say, a little bit of an hour early start, just because it is going to be... Yeah. An interesting one. It's going to be an emotional one. And there's yeah. going to be singing, there's going to be dancing, there's going to be S Club 7 firing out all cylinders. Uh, Charlotte's pulling the face already. I Bye. knew she was going to be pulling. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. But why do we talk about S Club 7, Charlotte? Yeah. I've got no idea. I've got, I've got no idea. Charlotte, my memory's so shit, I generally don't know at this point. Oh, Why do we talk about Honestly, we've, got, we've got no idea. We're, we're just, it's just one of those things. If, if, if Debbie is in the chat, so Debbie can enlighten us all about the history of Charlotte and uh, S Club 7. They're, uh, they're, they're watching the, the football final and then they're going to tune in after. So all yeah. right, I'll, I'll see when she pops up and I'll try and get us to remind us now. But yes, so <laughs> welcome back, um, everyone, and thank you for tuning in on Friday when we had the lovely Be More Geek uh, girls on, and that was just like say such an interesting and well, like say I really enjoyed Friday's episode. So if you haven't really watched fun. it yet, uh, after this episode, go and watch that because watch all of our content because it's all great, even Goodwill yeah. uh, Star Trek. Yeah, why are you not watching it? <laughs> why are you not watching it? Also, I did watch um, Goodwill Star Trek just to see if he used my claws in at the end. He did not. <laughs> he did not. Oh, the lawyers scared him off there. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Goodwill. <laughs> he did not. He just ended with a lovely, he very much heavily promoted my pa- the, my series on Patreon. So I am very appreciative of that. Thank you. That reminds us, I've got to do that one tomorrow. So yes, there'll be another Patreon episode uh, on tomorrow for Sammy's Game of Thrones talk. She did record it last week, but I've been very busy. Sorry. <laughs> oh God, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, there is pl- there is plenty of episodes on Patreon already to go and watch. Um, so hmm. yeah, go and watch them. It's class. And I'm already getting ridiculed in the chat by saying I've got evil eyebrows thanks to the shadow on my glasses. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you oh, really do. Yes. <laughs> I know this. I know we were going to start this. We started early because. It's going to be a lengthy one. We know it's because of the the subject matter. But can I ask the question? Am I allowed to ask the question? Of course you can. People always give you the question. It's Sammy's bit. Yeah. 
What you've been watching? And how are you doing? <laughs> I'm going to miss the how are you doing part out because nobody seems to answer that. They just go straight into... Maybe I just thought it was just a little catchphrase. Like, say we're going to get a T-shirt now saying, what are you watching? Oh. How are you doing? How are you doing and what are you watching? I've got none. Yeah, what you've been watching. And yes. also, how are you doing? <laughs> Fine, tired, sick of nerds, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll so, go with Charlotte. What have you been watching? Um, what have I been watching? I've I've had a bit of a bad week. Like, just health wise, I'm not recovering from my little trip to hospital as much. I've I've not done much. I've been watching kind of like shows that I don't really have to concentrate on. Um, me and Kev have been watching Elementary from the beginning again, mm-hmm. and we're up to season four, I think. Um, and I forgot how good it was. Like, it really <laughs> is good. Like, I love. Well, no, like. Because when it first came out, like a massive, massive Sherlock fan, and mm-hmm. I don't like, I don't like the messing with it too much. So when it first came out, and I was like, "Watson's a woman," don't like that. Not watching it. It's set in New York. Don't like that. What? Not watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just so it was Kev who got us into it when like we first got together, and I was completely converted because like the the changes that they made mm-hmm. really, really, really worked. Like. Lucy, like, I'm not a massive Lucy Lou fan. I think she's a bit more sort of appearance over ability mm-hmm. sort of thing. Oh, like, yeah, I get that. Um, But she, she's really, really good in it. And the relationship between them is really beautiful because it never, not once, do they try and throw a bit of, like, romance in between them. They're just, mm-hmm. they love each other, but they're friends, like, it would never cross that line and it never even yeah. hinted it. And it's, I think it's rare to get mm-hmm. that kind of relationship between a man and a woman in, in TV. Um, and then like, there's a few twists and stuff with like the villains and, and Moriarty and stuff, which, which actually really worked. Um, mm-hmm. So we've been rewatching that. And then I started a, a series on Disney plus, which I've been saying loads about. Um, it's called, it's either Richard Fleischman is in trouble or just Fleischman is in trouble. Um, and it's Lizzie Kaplan, Adam Brody, Jesse Eisenberg, Claire Danes, and a Ooh. handful of others. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those shows where if you try to describe it to someone to watch it, it sounds really boring. Like, <laughs> really boring. <laughs> like, basically, Jesse Eisenberg is a... a, a Liver specialist. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's, a, he's a liver specialist in a hospital. He's 40 something with two kids and he's he's going through a divorce. He's got back in touch. With, uh, Sounds amazing. Yeah. Where can I watch this? He's got back in touch with his college friends who are Adam Brody and Lizzie Kaplan. Mm-hmm. And Lizzie Kaplan is the narrator. And it's just kind of, it's it sounds really, really boring, but I can't mm-hmm. I can't turn it off. It's just one of those really well done. It's it's one of those really well done character pieces mm-hmm. where nothing really happens, but you get mm-hmm. really invested in the characters. All right, Wanted. I do like shows like that. I think oh. I, I really think you would love it, Sammy. But try to like describe it to people. Yeah, it's like really. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like it. me. It's like me trying to describe to people why I love the royal family so much when it's literally just people sitting in front of a telly. But mm-hmm. for me, oh, that is 
I think the the only catch I can possibly give to draw people in is that there's a lot more sex in it than I thought there would be. (laughs) That's just, that's the only... Guess what we're watching after this. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's been really, really So you left that part of the end bit, but mentioned how boring, like you couldn't describe it for how boring it was, but then left the... Yeah, yeah. because like that's the only, I think that's the only thing I can really entice people to watch (laughs) But it it is really good. (laughs) Don't watch the sex. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, go on then, Grant, what have you been watching? Well, after U2's little foray into uh, reality TV, I decided to give some reality TV a go. Um, not Whoa. Moonshiners, because it still oh. sounds fucking dreadful. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know I'm watching Physical 100 on Netflix. Oh, I watched that. The dubbing is the best thing I've ever experienced in my life. <laughs> Absolutely, mate. And there's a couple of the voice actors that I've completely bonded with on a spiritual level. Um, but no, I absolutely thoroughly enjoyed it. I picked it up a couple of weeks ago while there were still episodes to come out. Mm-hmm. And because it's a Korean game show, I was watching it thinking I'm enjoying this game show, but I was also expecting it the squid game mm-hmm. at any moment you know, for it yeah. to start. Mm-hmm very much presented as if it's a normal game show and then for them to go, you know, and now the strength test and now the athletics <laughs> test and now for the next round, knife fight. And it take a dark turn. Um, we're, we're sitting there right in the back of my head up until the last episode, but no, I was completely invested in this show. Um, and Same I think I watched, I think I watched all the uh, episodes out. in one day. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, 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 like after I watched, I was haunted in my sleep. All I kept on hearing was like the voices going, "You do it really well." <laughs> that was all like the voiceover kept on shouting, even though they were doing shit. It was like, "You do it really well. Keep going. Don't give up. Look at it. it look at his muscly uh, legs. One, two, three. One, two, three. One, two, three. One, two, three from the ship episode. And then all you hear is them going, one, two, three, and moving the ship like three inches. One, two, three. One, two, three. It sounds fucking riveting. Oh, honestly, it's the most captivating thing I've seen since Squid Games. Oh, it's incredible. Uh, I've, never, I've never heard of it. Oh, it's called... Uh, it's, 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 it's like the top in the top five, ten treading TV shows now, I think, on Netflix. But, uh, but yes, it. highly recommend. But some of the voiceover, it's like... Oh, I thought I was going to be better than him because I got more muscles in my back. It was like, what? Who says that? But then it's like, he's going to be really good because he's got big muscles in his thighs. He's a cyclist. Oh, he, I bet he pushes hard. <laughs> it's just like, it's the most hilarious thing I've ever seen. A lot of porn voiceover in it. A hell yeah. of a lot of porn voiceover. Is it better than the Stranger Things? Stranger- Subtitles, though. <laughs> no, that that'll never be written. Though the Stranger Things subtitles, that was the best thing ever. But yes. <laughs> and Sammy, what have you been watching? You've been telling us well, all before you came on live as well. So I did, yeah. t- t- tell the audience as well. I'll tell every I'll tell everyone else. Well, actually, on Tuesday, I went to see uh, Ant Man, mm-hmm. uh, with my husband. Um, it's all right. Yeah, I'm thinking about going to see it tomorrow. I'm not sure yet. It's it's all right. Mm-hmm. This is I, I can't I, I'm not going to shit on it. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of people who have, but yeah. it, I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed for what it was. Um, today I have watched um the new actually I've watched the Paranormal Activities in the last two days. Second one just no, 
no. Yeah. The first one is so much better. Um, but the, again, said that the second one does tie it all together. So yeah, I guess it needs to be there. Um, but today I watched the new or newest Hellraiser. That was it was interesting. Um, and oh, what was it called? What was that other one I watched? Nightbreed. Nightbreed, Clive Barker. Wow. <laughs> to be honest, it, 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 it could cult following. Um, from, like say when it first came out, I, I, um, I, I can understand that. Trying to think as well, there was about a few different directors' cuts of it as well, kicking about. So there's different versions of it, not as many as Blade Runner, but uh... oh, well, <laughs> one is enough for that one. <laughs> He was he was proper banging on about how great it was, and then he was good. yeah, it was great when I was a kid. I've not seen it as an adult, and I went you 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 made me watch this <laughs> by myself. He's been at work as well. He wasn't even there in the room with us. He just told us he was like, if you really enjoyed the the Cenobites, because I'm not the hugest of Hellraiser fans. Quite mm-hmm. frankly, I don't quite get it. Yeah, as in I don't quite get the story and sometimes what's happening. Um, but I well, got, I was like proper intrigued with the Cenobites. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't get the story of basically getting dragged to hell and selling your soul. But why is he being dragged to hell? Because like, he's a naughty boy yeah. and he needs to be punished. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> it's been a long. It's been a long time since I've seen the Hellraisers. But yeah, watch that one. A different Hellraiser film. <laughs> it's the one that. It's one that Grant sent us personally. Uh... Yes, and that smile. Um, so yeah, that's what I've been watching. Not not a lot of telly, but the final of Call the Midwives on tonight. So yay! For me and my we are old shit now, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> my mum was so even more talking about that as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm so oh. excited. I'm I'm not I'm not mentally prepared for it, but I'm mm-hmm. very excited for Trixie's wedding. Um, come on then, Paul. <laughs> what you've been watching? Well, I went back to an old classic um, classic <laughs> movie yesterday. Um, mm-hmm. Watched Tombstone for the first time in a, in a long time, and got got a, a man crush on Kurt Russell all over again. And just how fat, amazing Val Kilmer was as Doc Hollywood uh, Holiday. Sorry, uh, it's different film. Michael J. Fox. Sorry, uh, but yeah, Doc, <laughs> uh, Doc Holiday. I'll be your Huckleberry. I just absolutely adore how well made and how like beautifully shot this film was, and. If anyone likes a good cowboy film, it is one. I always class it as a modern day cowboy film, but it is like about 10, 15 years old now. But uh, there's not been many, like, say, cowboy films that's done as well or like to the stat standard for a long time. But I think the old Western films um, need a resurgence. We need more cowboy films just for Brokeback Mountain to to come back. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because. Because you watched that yesterday, it's, it's one of Kev's favorite films. You put mm-hmm. on Bone Tomahawk today with Kurt Russell, and that came out in twenty fifteen, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's brutal. It is visceral. It's classed as a horror um, film as well. That one now, it's not classed it as a western. Yeah, um, but if, if, but if you haven't seen it, kept it, and you like Tombstone, apparently that's the one to watch. I can't mm-hmm. really say because and this is not. <laughs> This is no reflection on the film whatsoever. I fell asleep. <laughs> um, well, I fell asleep and I woke up and some guy was literally getting ripped in half. Like, someone holding one leg, someone holding the other and just pulling. Mm. Um, on a tombstone? Yeah. No, the bone... No, on... Oh, the bone... Oh, I was going to say it. That was like a family-friendly <laughs> film. Um, so I will... I, I will watch it when I've got a bit more energy. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, because you watch that 
Kev, <laughs> me and Kev want to watch that one as well. So, <laughs> but that, that was quite recent. That was like 2015 or something, though. So, Wait there, this is what yeah. feels like to be an influencer. <laughs> <laughs> no. Sorry. What it feels like to be an influencer. What it feels like to be an influencer is when you go into a pub and they offer you free shots as long as they can take a photo of you with those shots. Oh, <laughs> look at you, famous lot. <laughs> and then Amanda went and drank all the shots. <laughs> but yes, Amanda and Sarah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, that was that was an interesting one. Yeah, yesterday. But yes, I have been watching Moonshiners I, I, again, going back through all the past seasons. I think I'm up to season six or seven now from the twelve, and they they've stopped making the corn whiskey now. They're not making the wine whiskey. They start mixing different fruits and stuff. Someone made banana uh, bananas and strawberry, raspberry. Um, I found out what how guapo was made. It's, it's guapo. It's like. Uh, when they're making the wine, they're basically all the offcuts and everything that gets left behind. They're used to make an, a different kind of like like stronger like brandy whiskey type thing from it. So oh, made, they learn doing that. But yeah, um, Josh is having a bad time. Bless him. His dog Cutie Pie oh. got bit by a cottonmouth steak. Oh so, no! So, so that was quite sad to watch. Um, he lost his finger. He actually did. He, he still blew up. Oh no, the dog, the, the dog didn't. But Josh actually lost a finger. <laughs> it actually showed it. It still blew up. As they were filming, and he got rushed to hospital, and yeah, uh, had to amputate his finger because it like it been mashed up. So it's not quite the Kardashians. Ooh. Shit actually goes down in Moonshiners when things go wrong. And uh, Tickle is just getting out of jail because he got busted with a shot off shotgun last season. <laughs> <laughs> So yes, uh, these poor tickle got uh, got got took out of jail, but the moonshiner life is trying to get him back in. He's trying to stay clean because his friend Tim has went to to the legal side of moonshining, so he's trying to get tickle to do it. But tickle's too much of a bad boy. He he likes doing the naughty stuff. So yes, which one's tickle again? Because he pointed him out. Was the other one we watched? Possibly, but he was just like a little guy with a beard. Oh, who was the guy who was in in like a courtroom one? You know the one that clipped oh, the shoulders. Oh, that, that was that? Mike. That was Mike. Mike. Mike Mike's just Mike. Mike's just came into the season, so but he's he's already fucked over one of his partners. So he was selling moonshine well, that on the side. He's a little shit. <laughs> yeah, he was he, he was selling moonshine on the side. So he's the, the partnership's been dissolved. So he's going, "You went down my back, Mike. man, Mike. You're a <laughs> douchebag." But yes, <laughs> he really is. He wears a <laughs> Raccoon penis, for God's sake! <laughs> they all use raccoon penises. Well, not penises; it's the bone. It helps the floor. It's the bone. <laughs> it's the raccoon penis. But he penis wears bone. them as jewelry. <laughs> you always got to need. You, you never know when you're oh, going to need yeah. a raccoon penis. <laughs> it's just handy to have one, I guess. <laughs> I am going to wear dungarees one day, but I think my wife would actually leave us if I did actually about four of them. Just one. Go full moonshine on your motherfuckers. Gr- <laughs> gradually, start introducing it. Like start with the the shirt, and then start then the dun- and add the dungarees. Then get some like wild jewel, you know, the wild necklace or something to go around, and then add the hat and see if she rec- like she notices. <laughs> one of, one introduce of, it. One of Kev's friends. <clears throat> he was born in Jarrow, mm-hmm. but he 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 thinks he's a cowboy. He got married in a cowboy hat. He has a pair. 
He has a pair of American flag dungarees for the 4th of July. Oh, well. Does he have spurs? I don't know. But he, he mm. thinks, that's that's, that's yeah. too personal a question to ask. American. Come <laughs> <laughs> <Not> on, American. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Oh, right. We're going to get into this week's episode then. I'm just laughing at the chat as well because I think someone's actually oh, come in and no. said, uh, said you never know when you're going to need a raccoon penis as the court of the day. So that's how that's how we roll. <laughs> so yes, and, uh, and Finn, Finn Gawain has already been mentioned. Uh, was that by Donna by any chance? By... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be fair, though, Donna Pierce. I heard rumours that Donna Pierce for goods with a cheeky finger in the back alley, but just that, just rumours. But yes. <laughs> <laughs> Good with John. <laughs> Sounds good. Hi, Charlotte's mum and dad. I don't think they'll not be watching until the football finishes. So okay, I'm talking about a shaky finger. How is your mum? How is your mum, Sam? <laughs> oh, my mum. <laughs> my mum had a bit of an accident this week. Um, she, took, she took the end of her finger off. Oh, bless her. See, like, see the, the finger reference was good. It was a genuine, a genuine asking, like, well, how she's doing. She took the end of her finger off with the knife. I reckon. Yeah. I had no, oh, nothing to do with this as well. Because she's left-handed disclaimer, and can't cut properly. <laughs> disclaimer, I did not have uh, her. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yes. Before we go too far <laughs> down the rabbit hole. <laughs> so yes, do you, do you want to do the disclaimer now, Sammy? Yes, no problem. So everything discussed in today's episode is our opinions and our opinions alone. If you'd like to discuss anything from today's episode, please come and join us in the Facebook group where we can have an up discussion. Uh, what we won't have is anyone coming for us and telling us our opinions are wrong. We can all agree to disagree in fandom. So let's keep it fun, keep it kind and keep the toxic behaviour out of nerdism. Well said there, yes. So, have you had fun this week with this one? No, <laughs> my fucking brain's like mush. <laughs> no, I'll never forgive you for this one. <laughs> Thought the 90s movies was bad. This has been horrendous. <laughs> I know Sam sent his message said, why did you make us do this? I was like... I- because it is going to be hard. It would be more interesting. And I think yeah. later on down the line, you can categorise it or do different things with these type of topics. But just to throw it out there and to say, pick your top five favourite songs. What a mind fuck that was. Yeah. <laughs> like massively. Me and Grant volunteered for this. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Would the mugs now? <laughs> Bless um, it. Bless I, it. it must have it must have heard Kelly that much. A fell asleep and never woke up. So. <laughs> Kelly, well, Kelly has like been stressing all day about this list, and she hasn't even come on to tell us what it is. We'll have to get it and and add it somehow, so people know what. Yeah, she we'll get it off. Our, we'll we'll get it off and add it like afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in some in yeah. some form of way. Um, I've yeah, had to her. I've had to work this out. As in, I've had to I have had to correct caricaturize this i've had to put it in categories sorry i'm trying to say yeah. mm-hmm. so that's how it's the only way how my what? brain could focus on it same but what categories did you put it in um? okay that's what we're going to so come I've to gone... when we do them so all right ah yeah i'll wait okay i'll wait <laughs> as we go along that's probably the best idea than giving away all of me all of tricks straight away 
What about you, Grant? I know you've been very quiet and patient there. How did you find this one? As always. The absolute chaos that has ensued from my uh, picks on this, I have absolutely loved. Um, I haven't uh, categorised or anything like that, but there's probably a list of about 15 or 20 that I could easily put into a top five, depending Mm -hmm. solely on what my mood is. Yeah, um, I had it pretty stable up until three days ago, and then I've had a couple of swaps in and out in the last few days. But I've loved it because music is possibly my biggest passion, and the mm-hmm. amount of listening I've done to tr- truly phenomenal music over the last two weeks. Oh. These fuckers might have been tortured, but I am grateful for this episode. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> See, I can I, I do some things right at times, I guess, but um, it, it just feels like. Oh, on. Sorry. Sorry. To be fair, the only reason I've been tortured by it was because I made the mistake of telling my dad. And, well, my dad was asking on Tuesday, like, what's the podcast this week? What is it? And my dad is the music. Like, you'll find. We'll find so you're going to say he's the music it. man? No, we're going to start saying, hey, I am the yeah, music yeah, man <laughs> from down the daily. Okay. Yeah, now we um, are showing our age. We'll so. find it as we're going. <laughs> I keep on talking, like, music. And my dad. <laughs> and literally since Tuesday, I have had texts and phone calls, like, pretty much every hour of him. Your top five would be this. No, wait. I forgot about this one. No, wait. I forgot about this one. No, no. I forgot about this. Literally, and it's just non-stop. <laughs> oh, the podcast. Bringing, bringing kids and parents together in an annoying fashion. <laughs> I have to say, though, oh, when I got gosh. my five locked down pretty early, it's not changed. I've thought about other songs, but I've thought about them and thought, no, because I've not done them in categories, but I've done them with, like, like feelings or moments that's probably the best way i can describe um like the ones that jump I and fail so you're always three interested? straight away that jumped i had three straight away that jumped in my mind and they mm-hmm. haven't changed um but the last two have sort of swapped mm-hmm. and changed a couple of times um mm-hmm. but yeah there was three that definitely straight away no question so, oh, me and Anne have had massive arguments over this. <laughs> <laughs> so I know when we started this as well, because like, we've all been burned in the past by following Grant, because Grant yeah, is Grant. the emotional uh, torturer and always comes up with something that just throws everything you've said before either under the bus or just basically non-existent. It's like, so we are being a bit mean this week and I've actually picked the order. So Charlotte is following Grant for being cocky and saying, I'm going first. Ah, no, you're not, Charlotte. Ah, <laughs> what you get. It's a punishment. Oh, <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> so I am going first this week. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I'm still here. Sorry. Right. Right. Stop. Oh. It's the famous Ruby. Yes, the mascot really of yesterday and just decided to <laughs> climb all over us. I, mean, I am, I am, I, I do want to get her a little medium. I love, <laughs> I love the fact that her head just keeps getting closer to Charlotte. <laughs> 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 oh bless her! So you're so, going first. Are you? I am. I am pulling rank and saying, right, I am going to be the annoying one this week. Um, I'm going to pick the first song, which is probably the most obvious song for me just because this is the song that me and my wife danced to at my wedding. Um, I love this song so much because of the different varieties of how it's been played, how I've heard it being played as well uh, by the Mm -hmm. band. Um, They were the first big live band I saw 
at, a, at an arena in Newcastle. Uh, what, so it, it was from the album The Colour and the Shape from 1997, The Foo Fighters, and it's ever long. So I was going to be in there. Yeah, same. <laughs> I, I remember seeing, the, uh, like I say, because I've seen the Foo Fighters a few times throughout the years. Can't afford to see them now because they're no, very expensive. Um, but like I say, this song just hits home everything. Like I say, from listening to it, at Newcastle and playing it through like like the like the rock version where it's for the electric guitars and you feel the feeling and the passion that comes through it. Then seeing it, like, listening to it again when uh, they've done a, a tour in Manchester, and mm. it's the first time ever because what they did, um, like I said, Dave Grohl is an absolute master like of the crowds and knows how to play the crowds perfectly. But the Foo Fighters of this gig it did something that I've not seen before because we are a big rock band. Like I say, he's done big gigs. He's like was in Nirvana before. If you weren't, if if you've lived under a rock and didn't know that, um, but in the or if Manch- you're just born after, <laughs> yeah, after oh, if, you're the just, if, if you're young in these days, um, it's up. They set the the drummer from Nirvana, but yeah, um, <laughs> the, the gig in question it was. I see. I've never experienced anything like it because he started off um, that had this big circle thing in the middle of the crowd, and I, like I said, there was just didn't look like there was anything to it. But like I said, there was a big walkway that we thought all oh, must have been just because he's running out of the crowd and playing the guitar because he likes to play the thing. So he started playing Everlong electronically, like um, like the Rocky version. Halfway through, he ran all the way along. Another stage came down in the middle of the audience, like a mini stage. And they finished the set acoustically, like in the middle oh, of an arena wow. tour. And like I say, and I've never, like, I know Dave Grohl is, like I say, the shouter and stuff. But when he sings and takes it down a few octaves, it, like I say, oh. I, I think he's got a, a, an amazing voice. And they kind of did a, a similar thing when they brought out the album Skinner Bones. It was like a two, mm. two tier. Uh, album well it had uh, the first album was all the normal rock it was like a best of album but the, but uh, the second CD in it was all the big songs played acoustically like from start to finish the, like um, the acoustic version of best of you on that album is so good it's beautiful but yeah and uh, me and my wife danced to Everlong uh, the acoustic version for our first dance at the wedding and all the bridesmaids got up and danced with us as well. It was a moment that will live with me for the rest of my life. So, yes. Oh, that's so sweet. I've seen um, Foo Fighters mm-hmm. twice. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not their biggest fan, um, but they are my ma- one of my mum's favourite bands, and they're one of my dearest, oldest and dearest friends. I shouldn't say oldest. She'll absolutely annihilate us. Um, but it's one of her favourite bands as well, and we saw them in Herriton Park. Of mm-hmm. all places, I saw mm-hmm. the Foo Fighters in Herriton Park, which still doesn't sound right when you say it out loud. Um, and I saw them at Leeds, mm-hmm. Leeds Festival, the year the big, big, big riot mm-hmm. happened to the point where I've never been to a festival since because it was, was absolutely terrifying. But they were the band I saw just before all that kicked off, and it was wonderful. <laughs> but I'm not the hugest of fans of Foo Fighters, but I do like that song, I do like the few songs from them. And you, you were going to pick that. <laughs> Certainly. I don't know. Like, yeah, I know I've kind of waxed lyrical about the song and stuff. Does anyone have, a, like, I know you're not a big fan of the band, but anyone, like, say, a fan of the song or have any a different opinion of the song? 
How can you not have a like? How can you say it's a bad song? You couldn't mm-hmm. say it's yeah, a bad I song. Appreciate the Foo Fighters for what they are. I view them in the same way that I view like a a lot of mainstream rock. Not that I would ever look down my nose at yeah. it, but it, there's a lot of it that is um, kind of formulaic. You know, the same with like Bon Jovi. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they've undoubtedly put out some tracks that are absolutely iconic and absolute works of art. But the the back catalogue has never really tickled me i liked early foo fighters um mm-hmm. but after whichever album monkey wrench was on i kind of just started to mm-hmm. get a bit bored if you will yeah yes. no, um, I, I totally I, get I was, that i was a big foo fighters fan in in my teens i still i still really like now i, I still listen to that music um uh, my, my dad really really likes dave Grohl. um i remember i can't remember what it was I think it was like party at the palace or something like that. It was some big event, and Paul McCartney was playing. Um, mm-hmm. and his drummer, uh, got ill and couldn't do it last minute. So Dave Grohl stood oh, in for him, yes. and I'll never forget the look on Dave Grohl's face because he got to play with one of his absolute idols. Um, and I just I think Dave Grohl is one of those like one of those musicians where he could probably like. Pick up a triangle, yeah, and, and still make, make it sound a song that make a song that you would listen to. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's such, so, yeah, he's I... such a talent. There's a, there's a rarity mm-hmm. with men like him, um, yeah. that he can just put his hand to anything. I was really worried what the future of the Foo Fighters was after Taylor's passing, and I was like, you know, could he do it? Yeah. Would he do it? And yeah, Dave could go on and do anything. The most precious moment I ever saw was when they were being protested by some church in America and instead of fighting and arguing with them Dave Grohl hired a big truck got on the back of it with his guitar and some other musicians and just danced away with disco music and then just drowned them out and he didn't argue with them he didn't fight with them he just drowned them out with music and it was so fantastic to watch he is a he is an absolute true superstar yeah and he's a showman as well Mm. Like he, he is when when they play, he's always concerned. His 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 concern isn't whether or not the band have a good time or how easy it is for the band. It's mm-hmm. that the fans enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I remember the the Newcastle one. He got his mum on stage. That was the, oh, the, one of the funniest no. things I've ever seen as well. And this is Mother Girl. Um, but yeah, I still remember that. I, I can't. I think I can't remember the age, but I think I was either nineteen at the time. So oh, 19 or 18. So it was around about that time. But yeah. So yes, that's my... my f- sorry. I was going to say, I think my most, my favourite moment with Dave Grohl recently is when he got um, Taylor's son yeah. on stage to play the drums at the concert. That I think that was just a beautiful moment. True. Well, I, I, I like the one where he played in Germany and he fell off the stage, broke his leg and finished the set. <gasps> <laughs> 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 I just yes. I, I've seen the I've seen the footage of him where he falls and he goes I think I broke my leg yeah, <laughs> like, so, just so casually <laughs> he just gets on stage with the uh, the guitar but um, so yes that's my first pick I had to get that one out of the way because that was like I say that my it's probably my number one pick I'll be honest but I didn't want to leave it to number five I just wanted to share that special moment with you guys oh, I love that oh, that's so sweet oh, so Sammy next yes me okay (laughs) so as we talked about earlier i have had to do i've had to 
put them in the categories in my head in order to pick because for me music is very important um and very special to us and it could be like you know making us pick my favorite child um which is really hard which, which should be really It'll hard probably to do. Be easier. <laughs> <laughs> probably would be actually <laughs> um so i'm gonna go with i've got them all here and i made sure i've got all of the lyrics as well <laughs> i'm gonna go with probably what if anyone knows is will think this is the mo- the one that would have guessed um that i would pick it is from one of my most favorite bands in the entire world like i love these so much i've seen them so many times love them since i was about 14 15 year old it's from 91 it's from the black album and it's metallica's <laughs> nothing else matters i adore this song so much there is not one moment in it where i am not <laughs> singing my heart out to the to the lyrics i think it's got such a melody in it that it can i don't know it's just it's magical <laughs> it's the <laughs> best way to describe it it's so magical but yeah nothing else matters by metallica and i could have picked so many metallica songs mm-hmm. and but every time i think any time the first thing that comes to my head when i think of it is nothing else matters but then i was in the car earlier and wolf and man came on i was like oh my god i love this song too but then <laughs> it still will come back to this one so my second my second my first pick is nothing <laughs> else matters i'm not i'm jumping way ahead of myself there's no, no special significance to it there's no i don't hold any you know, mm. memories towards it. It's just, it's a beautiful song. I mm-hmm. watched them um, play the entirety of the Black Album at Download. Couldn't I tell you the year? Um, and when this came on, I just didn't move, like at mm. all. I just straight at the stage, could not move for just how beautiful it is played live. That's one of the things no I was going to say, but I didn't want to interrupt. It is probably just one of Metallica's, again, might be say a controversy here their best live song that they can play because mm-hmm. uh, it does change the mood. It can yeah. be rocking and just thing. And as soon as you hear the beats, you're in a place, you might, you, you, it transcends like yeah. that time or wherever it is. And it, 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 it's ageless as well. It doesn't yeah. sound like an eighties or nineties song or a, or a metal song or anything like that. It's just no. beautiful music. Yeah, it really is. Um, the Black Album was probably the first album. I had a friend back in school who was he's made, he's still in he's in the music industry now, um, and he gave me a music education, and it was a lot of Metallica, a lot of Pantera, a lot of Iron Maiden. It was just you know laying the groundwork for where I should be in my music, <laughs> my music education, and the Black Album was one of them, and I just couldn't there is the whole album is just fantastic but that song just kept coming back because it was different like this is on a metal album yet doesn't really have a metal vibe to it it's like when I first ever heard Corey Taylor sing melodically that blew my mind like Mm -hmm. and this did exactly the same so yeah my first pick is that very good no great pick but I know with nothing else matters as well, which version of it though? Because there is a lot of different versions. Like I know you get the full orchestra version, which is just mesmerizing. That's on SM, isn't it? Grant will know more than me. I'll I'll not be able to answer that one. 
It is, yeah. Can't uh, put it. Um, but, yeah. No. <laughs> um, one, <laughs> one of the things that I absolutely love about this pick, and it's going to slide into my pick a little bit as well, is which version of it do you pick is the best song, a song that has been performed in an accomplished manner mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. not only different kind of layouts. I had a Metallica song in and out of my list all day. Um, I had the s version of Outlaw Torn, which is a song oh. that means a hell of a lot to me. Um, but on top of that, you've got these wonderful versions of Nothing Else Matters by Apocalyptica out there. And yeah. I'll probably get lynched for saying this is a metalhead, but fuck gatekeepers. Uh, Miley Cyrus's version of this song is absolutely jaw-dropping so as well. Beautiful. Yeah. So I, I'm not, uh, uh, I'm not particularly a ma- uh, metal or like Metallica fan, um, I like some slipknot stuff and that, but I've always been more of sort of a, a blues girl. I didn't realise how beautiful this song is until I heard it on S and M and then I heard Miley Cyrus sing it. Mm-hmm. If you've ever tried this if you've ever tried to sing sing James Hetfield, not shout, but sing it, it's really difficult and especially for a girl, the range is really hard. Mm-hmm. Um but this doesn't do that. You can actually you can even you can almost harmonize with them, mm-hmm. especially girl. I can't speak on male vocals, but on girl vocals, you can like you can almost harmonize because you only have to take it up just a tiny bit to mm-hmm. get on his level. Um, does that make sense? Or am I talking no, about it's, it's, it to everyone? It, it's probably <laughs> like because a lot of like Metallica's music is just raw emotion, power. Uh, like whatever comes out or whatever instrument, how hard you can fucking hit it at the same time. This is so reserved, mm-hmm. so controlled, and it's like it's bared back. It's emotional, and it's as you said, it it's it's beautiful, and it's a very good pick. So well Thanks. done. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> off my hat to you, sir. But yeah, it wasn't on uh, Wednesday as well. So loads of other uh, like say kids like listen to the Metallica song for the first yeah. time. I'm, I'm yeah, like I, I love the fact that the, the doors are being opened again to newer fans with Metallica through Stranger Things through Wednesday. Like I love mm-hmm. that that's you know leading them into a pathway that I went down when I was about like fourteen, fifteen. It's mm-hmm. great. I enjoyed cool. it. Great. So you, you said it was going to follow into your pick, then Grant. So. Well, yeah, because one of the uh, the dilemmas that I've had in relation to my picks is, you know, the best the best song. So strictly speaking, if we're looking at something like a cover song or a different rendition or that kind of thing, are we crediting the song or are we creating are we crediting the artist that sings the song? Um, so both. my first pick, I would say both, yeah, you can get yeah. away with both, yeah. Well, my first pick is a cover of a song. It's actually quite a specific rendition as well. Not to say that I don't adore every version of this song that the guy has sung, but as as I'm about to tell you, is from the era that it comes, there was lots of different versions. People were covering each other's stuff all the time. The original song mm-hmm. was written in 1968 by an American country music artist called Jeff Walker. Um, but my version is from 1973, um, a TV special that Sammy Davis Jr. did, um, and it's a rendition of Mr. Bojangles from that oh. TV episode. Now, I adore Sammy Davis Jr., like, regardless of which ven- rendition of any of his tracks it is, I think he's possibly the most accomplished male vocalist that there's ever been, not because of his range, not specifically because of his tone, but the total package that you got with that man's voice. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that 
he is overshadowed by Dean Martin and Frank Sinatra with regards to his recordings with the Rat Pack on Nothing Short of Criminal. And that's nothing against Sam, uh, Dean Martin or mm-hmm. Frank Sinatra, but Sammy du- Davis Jr. is just better. Agreed. <laughs> so Mr. Bojangles tells the story of getting locked up in a jail cell and meeting a guy that's a drunken entertainer and he tells a little bit of a, a story to the singer and the singer sings it back. With a lot of the versions of Mr. Bojangles that you hear crooners do, what they lack is the emotion in the Mm -hmm. song. And this is an incredibly sad song. Um, And you'll, you know, a lot of the times when you get to the really poignant moments, they'll still be quite, you know, and I'm an (laughs) upbeat, big kind of guy. Um, You want certain lines in certain songs to absolutely crush you. And in this version of Sammy Davis Jr., Sammy Davis Jr.'s version of Mr. Bojangles, when the sad bits of that song hit, when he's talking about, well, sir, I like to drink, and he's kind of confessing that he's an alcoholic and that's why he's locked up. And the fucking verse where he starts talking about his dog dying, it mm-hmm. legitimately sounds like Sammy is going to break down into tears when he's singing those lines. And that kind of emotion in music mm-hmm. lacks a hell of a lot throughout the ages it always has i think the difference between getting a good song and a bad song is stirring an emotional response in your listener and Mm -hmm. this specific version of this song if you do like swing jazz if you do like something with a bit of a blues element and something that's a bit lamenting um then this version of this song will cut your heart out and that's what you want it to do you want to be sad after you listen to it no amazing um I'm not like I'm a. I was never a Rat Pack fan, but I was like like liked Sammy Davis Jr.'s voice on like say tracks he's done. But I've not heard like his version, so it is definitely something I am going to log into and and try to check out because I think he had like as you said out of the the whole gang, he was the best singer. And mm-hmm. like say people will kick off and say what old uh, blue eyes. I would get yeah that was more personality and like I'm not saying Frank Sinatra. <laughs> Didn't have a good voice. Mm-hmm. He, he certainly did, but out of the that that pack, Sammy Davis Jr. was the most talented one by far. Yeah, yeah, I totally hundred percent agree. I I've I've always said because my my dad's a, a big fan. I've always said that if the Rat Pack came out now, <clears throat> mm-hmm. came out now, we would see them very differently. But because mm-hmm. they came out when they did, mm-hmm. and obviously, you know, when it was society yeah. views have changed. Mm-hmm. Dean Martin, Frank Sinatra were the big stars. If they came out yeah. now, mm-hmm. it would 100% be Sammy Davis Jr. 100%. Yeah. Oh, hands down. Um, I'm not, I've not really listened to a lot of them, but I know he does do one of my favourite songs in a musical. Um, and I can't think of the song off the top of my head. But I know it's got <laughs> Shirley MacLaine in it, and it's going to really annoy us. I can kind of hear it mm-hmm. in like the, the distance of my brain. But it's really going to bug us. So if I just start randomly singing this song later on, that is why. <laughs> no, cool. I, but I, I, yeah, I'm interested as well in, like, uh, in Grant's point before we told us the song about, mm-hmm. like, is it the song? Do you credit the thing? I went, no, it can be any, because anyone can sing a song in that version. Like, um, like to me, not saying it's in my top five or anything like that. Uh, Tears for Trees done a version of uh, Sweet Child of Mine because, like, I'll be honest, I love Sweet Child of Mine, but it is overplayed to hell. And I, if I don't hear it mm. in the next five years, I wouldn't be sad. But Tears for Fears is like a Scandinavian <laughs> band that done it, and it was like a 
this is going to sound really strange. It was on a soundtrack for I step um, the the remake of the Wes Craven film Last House on the Left, uh, the remake okay. version, oh, and yes. it was played on the trailer. Yeah. And it's the most haunting version I've ever heard, and it's just beautiful and to the point oh. now. I can't hear the Axel Rose singing it. I, I can only hear the tears, uh, tears for trees. I think it's called. But I have to say as well, so, one thing ooh. before we do more, move on. I am actually being a little bit touched in the chat because mm-hmm. this is something that I really wanted to happen tonight. People are discussing about music and uh, telling people about different songs and different albums yeah. and recommending. Yeah, yeah. That's just a ni- nice nice yeah. moment. So well done, guys. Thank you for that. Just just to touch on what we were saying about covers. Um, one of my one of my all-time favorite albums is Otis Blue, mm-hmm. and it is Otis Redding singing versions of Motown songs and stuff. Grant probably knows this. And my favorite favorite cover of A Change Is Gonna Come is off mm-hmm. that album because it is just beautiful. Like mm-hmm. and he wasn't the original, so like people get really annoyed about like covers. And like I remember when when Miley Cyrus did. Uh, nothing else matters people are up in arms about it and stuff but it's just it's like when we've talked about like musicals and stuff like it's just a different interpretation of it mm-hmm. it doesn't yeah. take anything away from the original artist absolutely it's not. just a different a different way of listening to it somebody mm-hmm. appreciating that song and just mm-hmm. making it making it theirs like as how they mm-hmm. would do it or mm-hmm. you would do it singing in the kitchen singing in the shower mm-hmm. another another one one of my favorite songs is uh, Eric Clapton covered Stevie Wonder's Higher Ground. Yeah. And I love both versions equally mm-hmm. because they're quite different. It's, it's but the scary thing is, though, there's probably artists with songs way. that get released now and they don't even realize the covers. That's the crazy oh, thing now. We're, we're at yeah. that age now. So, <laughs> so yes. So, Charlotte, oh. take us away. Before, you, oh, before mm-hmm. you move on to Charlotte, I've figured out what the song is. It's Rhythm right. of Life. Right. <laughs> Thank God for that. I've been singing it in my head while we've been talking and I finally got it. There we go. All right. Sorry, Charlotte. My apologies. It's fine. Um, I had a nightmare with this. Absolute nightmare. Um, Music. For me, music is my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's Because we'll find out he is the music a... man. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he is. He, it's, it's really not that far, I've to <laughs> but what can he play? That... <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> he loves it, but he can't. Um, she doesn't know the it's... song, does she? <laughs> no. <laughs> I do. Yes. I do. It's it's just our thing. Like with my, my mom, it's it's sort of like TV and films. With my dad, it has been from day one mm-hmm. music, and my music taste is heavily, heavily influenced by him. Mm-hmm. Um. So when I was putting it into categories, like I was thinking about, like I don't really want to come on and say this is my favorite song, just because I love it, because that's not very yeah. good talking point. So I kind of mm-hmm. split it down the middle, and I was like, favorite songs that I love, just because I love them, and then favorite songs that I love because of the memory behind them, mm-hmm. and that's the list that I went to. So this one is it's probably not surprising because I'm wearing the hoodie. Um, it's it's Prince. Yes. Um, <laughs> I was torn, but be- I was torn between three. So I was torn between "Sign of the Times," which is my dad's favorite song, mm. uh, the one I picked, and "Purple Rain." Um, right. I went with so 
I went with the one that I always kind of go to. Like, like if I'm going to listen to a Prince song, this is always first. And mm-hmm. it's When Doves Cry. Right. I love that song. It's the only <laughs> Prince song I love. <laughs> oh, um, God. Ah, you see, I've got a round of applause off Grant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't know um, that was an approval thing. It's like the Goodwill sale of approval now. <laughs> the, so I I picked this song so that I, I can remember the moment I fell in love with Prince. So mm-hmm. Prince has always been on in my house. My dad has over 5,000 albums. His vinyl collection is ridiculous. But Prince is, it's always been played as I was growing up. Um, mm-hmm. and it up until 2007, it it was he was one of those artists that I liked, I listened to, but it it, it wasn't my favorite. Like if it was on, I wouldn't turn it off. But it wasn't like mm-hmm. a go to. It wasn't like a constant. Yeah. In in my playlist, and then yeah. he played the Super Bowl show at halftime, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. my dad. <laughs> bollocks <laughs> off my man for it, but he woke us up. <laughs> so in 2007, I was like, yeah. Yeah, so he, he woke us up and said, Charlotte, you've got to come downstairs, I've got another drink. And I watched in the entirety the mm-hmm. Prince halftime show. It's one of my favourite memories with my dad. And that was the moment. And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> like, this man is amazing. He, he can... He gets really, it gets really glossed over, but he's, the way he plays the guitar is unbelievable. Like, he just, oh, he, he was the ultimate magician. Just, like he was a ma- magician like, with everything he, he did. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. he was and, he was one of these people who could generally pick up an instrument and play it. He just had to. Mm-hmm. He just someone would tell him how to do it, and he would do it. He was that kind of genius mm-hmm. when it came to music. Uh-huh. But, and, but with and, all yeah, genius so... as it, he was fucking mental as well, though. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but, yeah, so that's, that's my first pick. It probably would have been Purple Rain, but mm. when Dubs Cry is the, always the first one that goes on. Yeah. He is the so... most beautiful man in that's ever lived as yeah. well, even though he was about four foot tall. Um... Yeah. Yeah, then <laughs> Cuban heels came in handy, didn't they? <laughs> I love um, hearing honestly, stories about Prince, though. Like all the stuff that you do hear about when they come, like like the Kevin Smith stories that when he tell, talks about Prince is just absolutely amazing. How Prince, uh, when Kevin Smith start with like was making films and was getting a name for himself, Prince hired him to do a documentary on Prince. But I remember with, that? Yeah, but with, and this is what he found out. Prince has probably got about over. 200, 300 albums that we'll never hear because he kept on making stuff still... and just putting it away in the vault and stuff. Was... And that's where. Yeah, they were still releasing stuff after he died. I think it was. Was that the last year? Probably, year probably got a plan until like the end of time just to keep yeah. making sure yeah, but... his name is out there. Yeah, but what, what Kevin Smith, what, what Kevin Smith said as well, it was basically Prince was making stuff just for Prince. He didn't want to share stuff with it either. Yeah. That that was a lot of the yeah. stuff. So a lot of the stuff we'll probably never hear because it's probably wrote down and he's like will and stuff that this is for me. And uh, the documentary that Kevin <laughs> Smith uh, that filmed as well would never be released because it, it said it was just for him well, doing it. I only watched New Girl because I found out he was going to be in an episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it's like it's he's he's so influential in ways people don't realise. Like if you come up, go up to someone and say who sang Nothing Compares to You, guaranteed 90% of people will say Sinead O'Connor. But it was a Prince song first. He did it first. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, he wrote a lot of songs. There's a lot of ones out there mm-hmm. that are his. Um, my my husband is a huge Prince fan. He hates the fact that this is the only song that I like because it's his least favorite. Um, <laughs> oh. And he has been doing his list this week. And little red. That's my favorite as well. Little red yeah, cover. That's that, my yeah. favorite Prince yeah. song. Yeah. That or Raspberry Beret. He couldn't. He's he's doing and fraud between the two. But mm-hmm. yeah, Prince is um Prince is a massive hero for Anth. Yeah, like yeah. Little Red Corvette is up there with one of my favourites, like, of his songs. But that's the thing, you can go to different people, like most nerds, if you say, oh, what's your favourite Prince, Prince song? They'll probably say Bat Dance, just because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was the most bizarre, like, cover of song ever for a Batman film that that's ever been made it's <laughs> <laughs> crazy and the genius behind Prince as well to get out of fucking record, record contract that they didn't want to, that, he, that he signed he went right I'm going to change my name so my name's not Prince I'm just going to be a fucking uh, symbol that is just fucking amazing that's how you get out of clothes yeah. yeah he gave away an album for free in the Daily Mail it is the only time my my parents have ever bought the Daily Mail. Thank God and for it was that. Because, <laughs> yes, and it was it was purely because mm-hmm. they didn't even read the paper. They literally opened the paper, chucked the paper straight in the bin, and it was literally because Prince's new album was mm-hmm. given away for free. Mm-hmm. It was um, I just got it for Christmas. It, uh, Planet Earth, mm-hmm. and it's an incredible album. Um, one of the songs on there it might be the first song. I'm not sure, but guitar mm-hmm. on that album is one of my favorite Prince songs of all time. He, he didn't care about the money. He just wanted to put music out there. Yeah. Yeah. Grant's been yeah. very, very yeah. quiet there. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite. <laughs> um, I'm so glad that Prince is in here. Um, I'm mm. a massive fan as well. Uh, you got the look and get off have both mm. been skirting around my picks uh, for the last week. Dove's Cry kind of snuck in there a little bit. I think there's probably a little bit of overexposure with me um, mm-hmm. because I've Purple Rain is one of my favourite albums of all time. Um, yeah. And it's not that I don't love When Doves Cry. There's very, very little in Prince's back catalogue that I don't absolutely adore. Um, I'm over the fucking moon that that got in there because I felt really, really bad about leaving Prince out of my list. <laughs> no, that's fine. I've heard rumours that Donna likes cream, but that's just another side side topic there as well. That was one of the other Prince songs I do like as well. It's but like ultimate sexualized, like especially of the time, he got away with a lot of stuff that a lot of the artists probably wouldn't have got away with as well. Yeah. But yeah. again, I love, I love seeing him kick. I love seeing him kick Kim Kardashian off a stage as well. That was fucking yes. hilarious. That <laughs> was hilarious. He was like, "Come on up, come on," and she walks on up and he goes, "Get off my fucking stage." <laughs> but yeah, loved it. Cool. It Very broke good. me when he died. Absolutely broke me. I imagine. Died. Yeah. <laughs> it seemed like something that was because at the time if you remember you had Alan Rickman um no it was before that it was it was Michael Jackson it was Michael Jackson Prince and somebody else and it was all Prince died all the same period. no Prince died the same year in 2016 positive this is where the arguments are going to start, guys. Michael Jackson Tony, died. We're, we're Michael, talking about no, the death queen have, here. No, yeah, he might have actually, but he was about the same age as Michael Jackson when he died. That's what I'm getting. Oh, I was, no, I was just talking about yeah. the time, the timing of yeah, it. Yeah, um, sorry. Because it was, it, was the, it was the year of celebrity death, wasn't it? It was, and yes. his was around about the time, yeah, 2016. Um, yeah. His was around about the time of Alan Rickman, um, another big name, and then him. And he seemed mm-hmm. to kind of like, 
it just skirted by. Like it wasn't. It was yeah, for me. I didn't see like a massive fuss. Yeah. It was Bowie and Princeton team, yeah. Bowie, that was the other big name. That Bowie was and Princeton. It was Bowie and Princeton team, yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, I remember I'd, I'd been out somewhere and I came in and my dad was just sitting on the sofa and I was like, "What? Like, what's wrong? What's happened?" And he was like, "Prince has died." And it was, I, I tend to try and not swear around my, around my parents, but I just screamed, "What the fuck?" <laughs> and my dad was just sitting there, like it, it just, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what they always say about oh. like the great artists. They always like go a little bit early because, like I say, they give us so much as well. But, um, but yes, yeah. so Prince was a good one. So I want to bring it back to the teenage angst years now. So I know, oh, gosh, like, I'm sure, sure I should have been born a woman at times. But, um, but this album was my favorite album. It was named in one of my favorite albums as well. But, um, Alanis Morissette, you ought to know, like. Oh. Called your last two picks. Yeah, I knew I knew Alanis was going to be in there somewhere. Yes, yeah. it's fine. I, 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 I am yeah. the most predictable person when it comes to music. I like what I like and like say things, but and that's this one absolutely fine. This one is just this like with Alanis Morissette albums, like the album in particular. It was just so much rage, so much anger, so much angst that like probably I was feeling at that time of the uh, of my life and not. Being like I say, a, a girl, I didn't wasn't getting all that the as, aspects as well. But you ought to know, just blew me away. Like there's so many bangers on that album that, but that one always stands out. And it did get a bit of a resurgence this year. Uh, last was it this yeah. year or last year when um, I think it was done... just when it, when the when the world was starting to get put right again. It, yeah, but, but I was just about to say sorry. Sorry, <laughs> no, no, I was just going to make a point. But uh, um, oh, sorry, dude, I stepped on it. Kind of stepped on a little bit. That's fine. <laughs> Apologies. But yeah, it was when Bridgerton came out. Uh, they've oh, done yes. the advert for Bridgerton. They've done a, they've done an acoustic oh. version of it acoustically, and my God. It was just absolutely phenomenal, like literally goosebumps. And it's probably that version now because I always loved that song, but this, the, like the, that version, like the acoustic version, brought it up to new heights for me where I've never experienced like the song. And it went from a song that's pure rage, angst, and like one way you would just throw your head out and like just to scream to get all that tension and pain out there. To basically just being mellow mm-hmm. and just it's it's like a bit of a sad song as well, and it just beautifully done. And her voice, like I say, there's I know there's so many female artists out there that's just like got great voices and stuff, but I don't think Alanis Morissette gets the credit and stuff that she probably deserves for her voice because I know like the album was amazing, but back then mm-hmm. it was just like say nothing I've ever experienced before. Her voice is so unique that it can't be replicated. Like it mm-hmm. really, like nobody comes close to matching her voice. That album, like, defined a generation. Like mm-hmm. completely defined. It defined my God. Mm-hmm. I remember being in France one year um, with a school, and that's all I listened to. She never like stopped playing in my ears. And I think recently, because um, I know she did a tour of Jagged Little Pill just playing it, but there was also a stage show <laughs> released mm-hmm. as well on Broadway. Um, yeah. The whole album being used as the the, the tracking for it. Um, All right. But I don't I generally don't know what the the story... I've heard the story is emotional, emotional as fuck, mm-hmm. because obviously the album is. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But the for a very long time, I couldn't listen to this album. Really oh. long time. Um, not to go all sad, um, mm-hmm. but I lost I lost a really close friend when I was fifteen. Um, and the last song on the album, the secret track, mm-hmm. was played at a funeral. Right. And I was not able <laughs> to listen to it for such a long time until we did the album episode. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time I listened to it. And I was like, holy shit, this is so fucking good. <laughs> Stop being a baby and listen to good music. <laughs> no, definitely. And I think of the time like like this came out, there was that's when, and that sounds like really, like I don't want to be like, say, that type of guy, but... I was going through a lot of shit, like didn't know who I was as a as a person, if that makes sense. I I was trying to find mm-hmm. myself. And I, like the, the places I grew up, like say a mining town in, in the northeast, uh Ryup, where as, as I said in previous podcasts, like the people I hung, I hung about with was going out stealing cars and fighting and basically up to no good, just being general dicks. And I was like, I don't want to live that life. I don't want to be that type of person. And they were listening to, like music like rave children of the night um and dance music and i was like that wasn't me i'm not saying it's it's bad if you like that type of thing all power to you (laughs) but it was kind of like forced upon us like saying you have to like this music and stuff like that and when this album came out it was like again like like not saying um like it changed us but it just made us realize it was like I, I, I kind of related heavily and felt a lot more to this. And I was like, this is what music is meant to be and can do for you type thing. So yeah. that was like my yeah. little defining moment. <laughs> I love uh, that. Yeah. I, I love when music like makes you realise like yeah. not just yourself, but understand what music is. Mm-hmm. Like you pay uh, attention yeah. to it. Um, six or seven years younger than you guys, I think. So like uh, I missed all like the hype and everything with this album and I, I came to it a bit later. Mm-hmm. Um so I listened to it I I listened to it when I was a bit older mm-hmm. and it still kinda had the same effect. Um yeah. Kev absolutely does this album. Absolutely mm-hmm. does it. Um, for me, I, it's it's absolutely killed us. But for me, on on my list, Pink's been in and out because for me, misunderstood by Pink, yeah. or jagged little pink, uh, jagged little pill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, when literally up until about two hours ago, don't like don't let me get me by Pink was on the album because that that is the song that came out just as I was diagnosed with diabetes and mm-hmm. I it, it 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 turned my life upside down. Yeah. Um, so like the way Paul feels about this album is is how I feel about that album. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the beauty of, of albums like that is that it doesn't matter when you were born. If you listen to it at a certain age, mm-hmm. it'll still hit you the same way. <coughs> yeah. yeah, I think Sounds that's probably the best way. I think mm-hmm. this best yeah. way that, like as Sam said. This isn't just an like uh, like the song is the standout for me, but there is other songs there. There's the there's ironic that isn't actually anything ironic in it, but still, again, <laughs> um, really but, ironic. Yeah. <laughs> but the album itself hits you like a sledgehammer. It yeah. doesn't. It doesn't do it softly or like caresses you and like says, "Well, I want to make love to you." Here. It's just like, no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna rub your hair. <laughs> no, it's basically like saying, smashing you, saying, "Wake up," like, slapping you in your face, and just 
pure, like as you said, raw emotion throughout the whole album. But like say, you want to know what is my go-to like song as well, especially when I'm feeling a bit down as well. It just lets out that steam. Love that. Oh, I love that. That's such a good cool. choice. So that was my second pick. So Sammy's take it from there. <laughs> okay. So I've mentioned earlier, and I still haven't explained the categories <laughs> that I've had to do in my head to do this. So I've gone with my favorite song right now, mm-hmm. my favorite song with nostalgia, mm-hmm. and my and three songs from my top three bands. That is the only way I could get this brain to even just focus on what I was going to pick. Otherwise, I would have had an absolute random just, oh, I like this one. Oh, I like this one. Oh, that's shiny. I like that one. Um, so this one I'm going to go with is from one of my favorite bands. Um, Metallica was from the category of favorite bands. And mm. I'll continue it on with an album that, or a song from an album that I just, me and my husband absolutely adore it. I got it given to us um by someone when they realized I was a fan of the band and he went have you heard of this album because I listened to a lot of their older stuff and I went no and he went here it is it's not been taken out of my cd player since <laughs> it follows me everywhere um it's either on a cd player or it's on my spotify playlist it is from 1999 and so it is quite for them it's quite newish it's the misfits mm-hmm. it's Saturday night on the album Famous Monsters, which if you are a monster fan, you are going to just fucking adore this album. It's the album that has Scream on. If you're not too familiar with Misfits and know some of the stuff that was like played constantly on Koran, um, Scream <laughs> was one of their videos. Um, but yeah, Saturday night, it is, oh, it's just fantastic. Um, it is very much a doo kind of. Um, mm-hmm. feel to it and the lyrics are just absolutely amazing I've got them here um, oh god where is it there's something about killing someone <laughs> <laughs> there was always going to be death in there somewhere wasn't there <laughs> yeah but yeah, Saturday, I liked it. <laughs> yeah, I, honestly it took, for this album I could have quite easily picked all of it because the album is just one of my favourites um, The Misfits is huge in our house um, on Ant's pick, um, where Eagles Dare is it Eagles mm-hmm. Dare? Where Eagles Dare? Yeah, um, that's one of his favorites. Um, and I nearly came close to pinching it or Last Caress, and I was like, no, I don't need to. We don't need to talk about Last Caress, do we? We can just leave that one alone. <laughs> <laughs> I love. I was looking at Grant and just waiting for that reaction because he knew what I was talking about. Used to cover that in <laughs> my first band. <laughs> <laughs> But Saturday Night just has such a, a feel to it that doesn't it doesn't sound like the Misfits, but it mm-hmm. is the Misfits. Obviously, it's not Glenn Danzig. He's well gone at this point. And um, I don't actually know the lead singer's name for the, this carnation of Misfits. I cannot remember. Um, but I just absolutely adore this song. It's one of my sister's favorite. She loves it too, because <laughs> um, it's so catchy. Yeah. Um, if you have not heard it, please go and listen. Go and just go and get the album. The album is amazing. <laughs> it's just so good. <laughs> Stam's not getting royalties. Don't worry. <laughs> no, but Misfits is Misfits is one of my favorite bands. Um, has been for a really long time, but probably more appreciative now because my husband's into them. That we listen mm-hmm. to them quite a lot. 
Um, I like kind of would. I got into Misfits because of Metallica. <laughs> <laughs> Because they covered a lot of their songs. Um, but it was this one, and like I said, the other two, but another one of theirs is called Vampire, which mm-hmm. is based off the, the B movie oh. um horror host Vampire, but it's about it's about three seconds long. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem with <laughs> older Misfits songs. They only last about a minute. There's not like this. Well, I, I relate heavily to that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> It's um, but yeah, I would highly recommend going to listen to it. It's like again with this one, there's nothing that draws us to it. Like obviously, draws I'm drawn to it, but there's nothing personal behind the choice. It's just mm. an absolutely fantastic song out of a band that you think you know, mm-hmm. and then you get to the. I think this is like the first song on the album. I think the opening is a King Kong, um, right. like bongo kind of like drums beats going, and oh, then right. and. It boots into Saturday night. Um, nice. But it, the album is unreal. For monster fans, for horror mm-hmm. monster fans, you will love this album. The references from it are fantastic. That's I've, my second pick. Yeah, I've never really been a huge Misfit fan, but I don't think I've ever like went out and found any or looked into it, but I will check that one out. It does sound quite interesting, especially with being the horror references. So I will, like say, do as Sammy tells me to do. <laughs> yeah, no, and honestly, I'm, I, will, I, I will not steer you wrong on this one. Um, I just, there's so many Misfits albums I could go through, so many songs I could go through, but this one just, I love singing it. Right. Well, are you going to sing to us it, now? No, I'm not going <laughs> to. I will you, get used you, to sing one day, damn it. <laughs> but if you go and listen to it, you'll understand like mm-hmm. how you could just like belt your voice out at it like, and just mm-hmm. think nothing of it because it's so brilliantly put together. So, yeah, that's my second choice. Is sad. And was so, so happy that I went with a misfit oh, song. Right. He's like, I'm proud of your wife patting you on the head. Yeah. You've done good, didn't you? For, for once, your choices aren't shit. <laughs> Your choices are never shit. I'll never let you get that one out there. Oh, we, me and him have like, when it comes to bickering, music mm-hmm. is the big thing we bicker about. For all, we both have very different tiers. Like, we still have a lot that are the same, but he he mm-hmm. takes music so seriously. Like, way too seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas I'm in it for the fun. <laughs> Bless you. Oh, but very yeah, good. That's my, that's my choice number two. Grant's been sitting patiently, ready to tear us a new one now. <laughs> you make it sound like it's always going to be so awful when I open my mouth. Not it. awful, Grant. <laughs> it's just we don't know what to expect emotionally, <laughs> emotionally wise. Like I constantly have to prepare myself. Am I going to laugh? Am I going to cry? Or am I going to cringe? Oh, gosh. It's all right. Or are you going to? I'll sing a popular Prince song. I'm going to keep my mouth shut after last week. We're going to start singing okay. 23 <laughs> positions in a one night stand. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so, my second pick. Um, let's say, I've, like I said earlier on, I've considered a lot of variables when it comes to my best song. My next pick is from a band that I absolutely love. Probably not up there as one of my favourite bands of all, all time, but this song in particular, the way that it's written, the way that the song is structured, and more importantly, the way the lyrics read have always drawn me to it because I feel like I read this song different to how other people read it. 
Um, I'll get on to that in a second. Uh, Sammy's going to love this one because she's a little fucking goth at heart. Um, <laughs> from 1996 album featuring a singer with probably the biggest dick in the world, and it was proved in Playboy uh, that same year. It's Love You to Death by Type O Negative. Oh, mm. Pink Seal, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, may he rest in peace. <laughs> there was something always bugged me about this song. When, not that I didn't like the song, not that I didn't like October Rust or anything like that, but there was always bits that never made sense. And it was always that bit at the end that I'm good enough for you over and over and over and over again. Because if you watch the video, there's a lot of imagery to suggest that it's just a song about fucking. Mm-hmm. And the first verse is definitely about fucking. But I'm going to go through the lyrics. I'll tell you what I read of it. And then that's why it's in there. So the first verse is, In a place with 100 candles burning, the salty sweat drips from her breast. Her hips move and I can feel what they're saying, swaying. That is love. That's the culmination of, you know, kind of pursuing someone and dating someone and all that kind of thing. Kind of the last thing, Mm -hmm. so to speak, is to have sex with them. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? But then you move on to the second one. Black lipstick stains on a glass of red wine. I am your servant. May I light your cigarette? Those lips smooth. Yeah, I can feel what you're saying. Praying. Now, this was made in 1996. And there's one line sticks out with me for that one. It's the may I light your cigarette? Yeah. Now, going back to a time before the smoking ban and that kind of stuff, offering somebody a light and waiting for that response is... Figure it's kind of indicative of seduction. It's yeah. indication yeah. of a first meeting. You know, can I? You know, it's the bartender. It's the bartender and the and the patron when he leans over and offers to light the it cigarette. Is. It's the the imagery of it's really symbolic. Yeah, yeah. To me, that's love that's not quite there yet. That's mm-hmm. approaching that love. That's trying to it's, approach the person. It's looking that at, you at, I'm reading approval. I'm reading looking for approval. And here we go with the third verse, because Sam is kind of hearing it the same way that I do as well. Third verse, I beg to serve your wishes, my law. Now close those eyes and let me love you to death. Shall I prove I mean what I'm saying? Begging. That one to me is pining. Mm -hmm. That to me is looking at the person you are in love with going, will you please just see me through the eye, the way that I yeah. see you. If you could see yourself through my eyes for one moment, like I said, it's begging, it, can I prove that kind of thing? That's the love that's not there yet. That's unrequited love, and that's true mm-hmm. heartbreak, which is what this song is. It's why it goes out on, am I good enough for you? It's not, oh, am I good enough for you? You're literally mm-hmm. begging that person yeah. to see you as being good enough. Um, and yeah. I think that's a feeling that we've all had at some point in our life. You know what I mean? I think we've all been there. Where Every day. <laughs> wanted oh, to be with man. somebody you haven't wanted to be with you, where you're staring at them, admiring them from afar, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and once I started to read that song like that, it changed it from just being a cool goth rock song to something that I genuinely yeah. kind of bonded with. Um, mm-hmm. because yeah, I like writing songs that have more than one meaning when I release music for all its dog yeah. sex noises. One of the best compliments I've ever had was Sammy saying that she'd reacted to one of the, me songs, and I don't want to know specifically how, because that song has two different meanings depending on which words you put the emphasis on. And to me, that's what 
Pete Steele did with this song. A lot of people yeah. read it one way. They read it about submissive relationships and that kind of mm, stuff. To me, I no. see it as deeper than that. I see it about a broken heart. I mm-hmm. see it. I see as lust, um, approval, and desperation. Absolutely. That's exactly how I. That's exactly how I read it. But I don't know if that's because I was a huge type one fan back in the day. Like. Pete Steele very much had my goth heart at one point. That man was so mesmerised and that voice is there's no way to describe it. Um, uh, but when you... Immaculate construction and Pete Steele spoke close enough to you. I fully expect people's uteruses to just cave in on themselves <laughs> and then there's a <laughs> somehow yeah. it's, the man's baritone is fucking delicious and there's no other way of saying it. <laughs> it no, it's absolutely true. If If you can it's a very, it's it's a hard one to listen to at first if you are just being introduced into typo negative because that voice is very intimidating and you just think you're listening to drone 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 drone. If you actually listen to what he says, he's a fucking poet. It sounds like a Sorry. Friday night in the borough used to be. <laughs> <laughs> Say someone, he's cute. Fancy a rejection. And go home and cry. He <laughs> <laughs> oh, can't be the good cry one, mate. Yeah. <laughs> it gives a good I lubrication and gets her the tears. But yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Grant, I absolutely love that choice. I love the fact that you broke it down as well so people mm-hmm. could understand. Because if you even you say a type or negative, people have such a perception of what they think it is. Mm-hmm. But to break it down just shows exactly what they were. Love it. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, Charlotte, 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 Charlot
music channel, like because because uh, Top of the Pops couldn't afford getting Michael Jackson in, so they used to play the video uh, the music video in each week, and like it, and every time Michael Jackson did a music video, it was almost like you're watching a mini movie at times. But yeah, I, I remember the bad really one. Stupid. I can remember the video, but I can't, I, I can't actually remember when this album came out because I was, well, I was born in 1989, so I imagine I was pretty young when this album came out. Hitting um, seven, I think. Yeah, so <laughs> I probably wasn't even born when this album came out. Um, that, that's probably true of most of my picks, to be fair. Um, <laughs> but <right>. yeah, it's, <laughs> that one. <laughs> it, yeah, it's, it's that one. Um, and I, I've still got the album and it's still played quite regularly. No, it is an oh, absolute banger it. of a song, especially bad. It like it, it's the ones that you used to sing in the playground as well, because you thought you were the cool kid. You were like, "Who's bad? I'm bad," and then that's the only thing you reference point you could remember, type thing. The, uh, the imagery in the in the video as well, like mm-hmm. you watch it and you just re- you're just like, "I wish I was that cool." Yes. <laughs> in that I wish I was that cool. I wish I was that, that cool yeah, that I could <laughs> pull off that leather and. Dance in the subway. Like, that's how yeah. cool I want to be. I wish I could wear but, one um, glove. Wesley Snipes is in it as well, yeah. Wesley Snipes in it. The guy who plays Kyle mm-hmm. Reese is in it. Um, it's a fantastic video. And mm-hmm. don't like to do this, but I do I, I do like to do this. I've seen him sing it live. <laughs> 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 I went to his history tour in 96 in Sheffield and mm-hmm. I watched him sing it live. Did he sing it live, though? Can he's he was <laughs> he was absolutely fantastic. Honestly, from how shocking my memory is, that is one thing that stays with me. Like I can't forget the mm-hmm. opening of it. I can't forget when Billy Jean happened. Like there's so many moments from it that I will never forget. And I'm so pleased my memory has allowed <laughs> me to keep that. <laughs> I I also wanted to I also wanted to put a Michael Jackson one on there because I think obviously his personal life. It's got nothing to do with it, yeah, so yeah, yeah. No, 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 but that's the thing. I think, I think, you can overshadow it. At the Mm -hmm. point where we lost him, his personal life and and everything else was Mm -hmm. overshadowing how phenomenally talented (laughs) the man was. Yeah, Mm -hmm. like I think. Sorry, I'm not laughing at you. I'm just, I'm laughing that. Sorry, I'm just laughing at your mum's turned up in the chat, and everyone's excited saying, "Hi, Debbie!" Now, (laughs) hi, Charlotte's (laughs) mum. Sorry, Charlotte. I've, oh, well, I, I guess, I've, I've just read out. I've just read a thing. I guess Newcastle lost them. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh well. Um, oh well. So, so yeah, yeah. So, uh, oh God, as if on cue. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so I kind of wanted to just highlight like the talent of the man as well yeah. because it. Does, I feel like it does get forgotten. No, I agree. I think because Michael Jackson's been in and out of my picks. Like, like I know I got settled on the five. But before me five, Michael Jackson did come out in and out of diff- different. Uh, I, I'm trying to trying to put it nicely, but that nearly came out so so wrongly. Uh, came out <laughs> came out with different uh, different numbers, uh, shall we say? But yeah, I'm glad yeah. he's actually. Think- it's a similar like prints being picked. Uh, you can't not talk about them. But again, yeah. like say, it means different. This and and Prince were the only two that I thought might be on somebody else's list. Yeah, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're not. So yay! But, but everyone can remember the ba- doing uh, when the dance to bad because it was always yeah the when they walked down the street not and stuff. Well like... as... Oh, the not as well as the thriller one. Yes, but, yeah. no. Thriller was just like <laughs> yeah. <But> yes. <laughs> but no, um... oh, a really really good pick. 
but like I said, the ball it's it's strange because everyone always goes to Thriller as the best uh, as the best album. I, I'm with you, Charlotte. I think Bad is the better album. Like if you look at the songs that's on there as well, but the song itself, Bad, mm-hmm. is just absolutely amazing. And um, like just, say, no, go on. Sorry, it's just the opening, like the 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 the, the opening of it, and it just mm-hmm. it gets you straight away. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Everything he does was catchy. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but yes, um, and now Debbie's in the chat. She can tell us all about S Club Sevens in Charlotte. So if she wants to oh, reveal no. that stories, no, would... please don't remember you love me. <laughs> well, she's, she's, pissed, she's pissed off at the football and she's loaded with cold. So, yeah, she is not well, bless her. Um, yeah, yeah, come on, Debbie, let us know, let me know because I'm sure she's already told us once before. And I can't I have, remember, but you don't need to, ma'am. Remember, I pick. She just said no answer. I can't believe Debbie's doing this to us. There's nothing wrong with S Club 7, Lee. We want to know the story behind S Club 7 with Charlotte. To be fair, though, it wasn't S Club 7, it was S Club 7 Juniors. It wasn't, it was S Club Juniors. I just remembered. Yeah, I just remembered. I'm not going to say it, but I just remembered. But yes. She's human. She is absolutely raging. It's all right. Yeah. She's not in the pub now. She can't hit us. Down. I see everyone's brave when she's not there. You did it in a safe, you did it in a safe distance. Yes. Yeah. yes. I love it. So, right. my, so my pick number three doesn't really have any emotional attachment. It's probably the only one that doesn't out of all my picks. It's just the song... I, it makes us smile every time I hear it. And I think that's important when you listen to music as yeah. well. And I have, it's not an emotional memory. It's just a really fucking amazing memory of when I was in Florida. And this, um, it's not like I was on the Aerosmith, come off the Aerosmith ride, but it wasn't Aerosmith song. Went in the gift shop and this song <laughs> came on and literally everyone in the store, like the bloke start tapping their heads, moving along to it. And, Again, this is going to make me sound really sexist, but I absolutely love this. Loads of these American lasses in hot jeans, shorts, start shaking lasses, gyrating to it as well. And it's just like a phenomenal memory. But it was uh, one of my favorite bands, uh, ACDC, you shook shook me all night long. Wow. (laughs) Knocking me out with those American thighs. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. Every time you hear the beats, like like doom 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 like it was even on New Girl, and like when New Girl came on, it was like a reference where Nick didn't leave the um, the apartment, and then you've got them all rocking out to it, and it's almost up there for me with the Wayne's World scene with Bohemian Rhapsody and everyone's head bobs yeah. when you hear it. When you hear the song, you move your hips start moving, and like I'm not the most uh, like say. Uh, rhythmly talented. I am probably the whitest white guy you'll ever meet. I can't even clap in <laughs> tune. Um, but I absolutely adore this and everything like it's here. And like, I was a big ACDC fan since I saw a, a crazy uh, Australian dressed as a school kid jumping around playing the guitar, seeing mm-hmm. these the, live at uh, Download Festival as well. Um, when they were so up the own arse that they refused to play on the same stage as everyone else that they made download create a separate second stage that they wow. could only play was just the audacity of the band to be able to that, pull that off 
and uh, wow. like the lead singer being a, a Geordie as well he helps wants to as well. Know fucking root. Well, his <laughs> parents lived just his parents lived just over there, literally yeah. a couple my, of houses um, away from where I am. He he used he used to go around my nana's for a cup of tea because my dad knew him. Yeah, he used to drink at my auntie's workman's club as well because he's <laughs> yeah. like I say, his parents lived in Shiny Row for um, which is where mm-hmm. I'm from, um, for until they passed and. He used to drink at my auntie's workman's club, and the day she left, he mm-hmm. gave her a, um, a signed picture of ACDC. <laughs> she was like, "Thank you." Yeah, yeah. But I just still remember, like, say that time coming, like, going walking through the gift shop, and it just like the cords hitting, and like nobody looking at each other, but everyone just start like we're looking at the items and start swaying. And as soon as it start kicking in and like singing, like everyone, like all the lasses and everything, they start dancing because it might be like say they're all, like being in a rock. Like type of situation with doing the rock and roll roller coaster, which I'll be honest, it is a bit shit. Sorry, Florida. <laughs> I remember when it first came, the year it came out, and we were buzzing because it was another roller coaster. Mm-hmm. And my dad, this is my dad's level of roller coaster because mm-hmm. he's strapped in, feet are on the floor, and he can't see a goddamn thing. He's he loves the fact that he can't see anything. Mm-hmm. You put him on anything that's open aired where his feet are dangling, he will have an absolute meltdown. I've seen it happen. And I know it sounds really strange, but it is a fucking sexy song as well. I don't know why. Really it, it just um it, it, Sam's probably getting a hot flush just thinking about it now as well. So always <laughs> <laughs> I know as Grant's been said, I'd i take it are you, are you an ACDC fan there, Grant? Uh, we spoke about this on the, the top five albums, if I remember rightly, mate. I'm an ACDC <laughs> mega fan. Um, I've got every <laughs> album up until uh, Black Ice on original vinyl. I've got original versions of Australian albums because the first album in the UK was a combination of two of them. Um, I would have chosen something from Bon Scott era personally, um, but that that's saying very little as to the quality of that song because it, everything on Back in Black is a banger. Every mm-hmm. single one of them. It's a fucking unbelievable album. Love mm-hmm. them. Absolutely fucking love them. <laughs> See, Goodwill, does it get a seal of approval then? <laughs> well, it must do because he's literally, this is his words, literally wearing an ACDC, ACDC shirt right now. What does the ACDC stand for, by the way? It's um, electrical current, it's alternating mm-hmm. current and direct current. It's not a question that I've ever thought to ask, but then just when I'm looking at the, the letters, I'm like, what does that actually stand for? Interesting <laughs> fact, in Australia, when they first got going, um, the ACDC kind of element for electrics was also used a lot in the gay community um, mm-hmm. to um, indicate people that were kind of swinging either way, so to speak, because this was the early 70s and that's the kind uh-huh. of terminology that they used. So during the early ACDC gigs, they used to get booked to loads and loads of gay bars because mm-hmm. the name was thematic with some of the code that they used in gay culture oh, in Australia right. at the time. Okay. Very cool. no. Interesting. But, but like I say, that's when I was going through the list and when I thought about songs, because this is one of the songs that I, I, that's constantly on my playlist. I never get bored <laughs> of hearing. It doesn't have like any emotional attachments to us. It's just, yeah. as as Grant said, the Back in the Blank album is a fucking monster of an album from start to finish. But that song, it's just instant smiles. And I think sometimes you need a song that brings an instant smile to your face. Yeah, totally I agree. Am- 
I, I remember me and Kev uh, were watching, started re-watching Supernatural again when it first got put on Prime. And I was watching mm-hmm. the first series and I was like, there's something wrong, what is it? And it's because they didn't have the rights to play the music, so they changed the music and I refused to watch it because it wasn't ACDC. Mm-hmm. It just didn't feel the same. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not watching you. You're not screen accurate. No. <laughs> <laughs> Stop changing oh, yeah. things. But yes, so that's my... I can hear a helicopter outside. It's doing me heading. <laughs> There's a gig going oh, to play off good. now. The, the, Sam's last picks has actually got the band to come down and perform it for us. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I wish. <laughs> right. Then I'm going to go with... I'm going to stick with the theme... And mm-hmm. go with favorite band. Now this band has seen me seen me through some that helicopter's doing my tits in now. Has seen me through some of the <laughs> Not heard hardest would <laughs> <laughs> be a good name for a band though. Um see me through some of the hardest and best times of my life. If I am struggling, this is the this is the the sound I go to to give my head a good clear out. I've played it a lot over the last couple of weeks. Um mm-hmm. I could have picked any song from this band and said that's my favorite any mm-hmm. one of them because every one of them i don't i don't hate but right at this moment in time and anthony thinks i am fucking insane for picking this one the band is slipknot if you hadn't guessed already and <laughs> um, the album that it came from is the is five the great chapter and obviously this mm-hmm. is a bit of a dark album given that it's when after paul gray passed away and um, and it is the song Custer, I this song has been used a lot on TikTok, um, a lot, and it is, I just oh, it's so fucking raw. The lyrics are literally just cut, cut, cut me up, and fuck, fuck, fuck me up. They are that is the whole chorus, and it goes one, two, three, four, five lines of it of literally mm-hmm. just them lyrics. But what really gets is is the second the second verse which i want to read out because i love these lyrics so much it says somewhere on a toilet wall i read the words you form a line to formalize to formalize and finally saw the truth something so profound and is sitting there surrounded by the garbage and the stains another victim of the refuse a refuse can't even say it now i've been seeing this for years but you don't comprehend it i love this bit I fight hell and I fight fear because I understand it. Androgyny and insults. You try so hard to be difficult in this bit. You want to, I'm going to get chills. You want to win the war, know what you're fighting for. I fucking love it to the point where I feel like my eyes are filling up right now. <laughs> I. <laughs> it's just that bit. It is so, oh, it's so powerful. Mm-hmm. Like incredibly powerful. And especially when you've got it. And then all of a sudden just cut, cut, cut me up fuck 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 me up come straight afterwards you're not given a chance throughout this whole entire song to even comprehend what you've just heard because it is so lethal but it is like i say i could pick any slipknot song i could go for any single one of them and i could tell you that oh that's my favorite song because i Mm -hmm. love this band with a fucking passion even though when i first heard them when i was 14 15 i hated them (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I absolutely hated them. I've never, I've gone from listening to Metallica's like Black Album and their back catalogue and then getting this. And I'm like, hmm, I don't, I don't like this. And it wasn't until I was around to be like probably in my 20s that I, I picked up their first album again, probably in Florida, Virgin Megastore. Had a lot of cheap CDs in there and um, picked it up and just put it in me. Discman, 
<laughs> and, <laughs> How cool are you? I had a discman. And and understanding what music can do for your mental state. Yeah. And it was that album that actually that's that's when I got it. Mm-hmm. Was through that first album. But this doesn't come from the first album. This comes way later down the line. But it just goes, this is oh. this is what I need to help my brain. And lyrics like that, where they're so mm. powerful, that's what helps us. <laughs> no, that's great. And I love the fact that you've picked a Slipknot song as well, just because of the negative connotations that always comes along with Slipknot. And that's mm. normally from either non-metal fans or non-music fans, let's be honest. Because yeah. people just think Slipknot is a gimmick. That Slipknot is just screams and shouting. But it's not. There's a lot more behind it and a lot more going through the amount of shit i used to get up people like when i used to play football and if i used to listen to slipknot they just go it's just screaming it's just noise oh it's good it's not you just take your time and appreciate it yeah if you, that's all you're getting from it you're not listening to it properly yeah. um, you're not listening to him is it vermilion part two the like sort of yeah piano slow... piece almost I it's the first the time Vermilion, I love Vermilion. I love Vermilion part one, mm-hmm. just <laughs> that in general. Yeah. Again, so I could do this with every, any slip I, song you throw at us, I'll go, I love it. It's my favourite. I was a big, I was a big Slipknot and Murder Dolls fan when I was younger. I um, saw Murder everybody. Dolls in Newcastle. <laughs> everybody did. Uh, I think yes. that probably, like, I think that probably the heaviest band that I listen to, because as I said, I'm not, it's just not me. Like, mm-hmm. you know, um, yeah. but I think that album was the make or break because of what had happened. Yeah. It was either going to be the best album they ever did or, or it was going to be the album that they decided they couldn't continue on. Yeah. I think you're absolutely right, especially with Paul's death. Like, that was yeah, that was exactly. huge. That him, him and Paul were the, the... Was it him? It was Paul, actually. Paul and Sid were the two main people who started Slipknot and with yeah. Corey as a... A tag along because Corey was a little shit grown up. If you've ever read any Corey's books, it's just pure debauchery and filth. His that's <laughs> all oh, his grown 100%. up was. But his <laughs> his books are absolutely fantastic. The man himself has saved me on so many occasions. <clears throat> I can't even count. He's a huge horror fan, and if you've watched um or seen any of the Into the Darkness um documentaries, they're on Shudder at the moment. Um, he's part of that. He did like a whole big massive promotion for it, and he's also a toy collector. Yeah, isn't isn't he like a massive massive Spider Man fan? That's why Spawn Savage like, uh, bother. <laughs> yeah, he's a yeah. huge. Nerd. He's a massive nerd. He's um, but his music, his music um, genius is it transcends everything. Now he's not just Corey from Slipknot. No, he's Corey from Stone Tower. He's Corey from the Corey Taylor Experience. Like he's yeah. He's everything, and he is everything to me. But again, Slipknot was always going to come in there somehow. I still love, like, say, going, hopping back to Friday's episode when um, Kay from Be More Geek told you that she'd met Corey and uh, talked to him and, and stuff. Sam actually went green with envy. Like, yeah. the look, <laughs> if she could have leapt through a screen and strangled a bitch, yeah. uh, uh, it would have went down. <laughs> it would have ended in cuddles, but... Because she's a she's lovely. She really is, and I love when I meet people who are like proper on my level with things. Um, but I heard that of a lot of people who were there on the Friday. The, the guys from Mad About Horror, 
mm-hmm. they were there on the Friday night and he was setting up and he was like, yeah, just come and come and watch, come and listen to us. Let's get some fun. And he was just, I was like, God damn it. We need it. We need to stop. We need to sell some stuff and get in there. <laughs> I, I can, I can remember, um, me mum's just pointed it out. I can remember I went to Pet Sounds in Newcastle. <gasps> yes! And my first ever, like when everybody was like hoodies, like my yep. first ever band hoodie was Slipknot Iowa. Oh, and I, wore I wish it. mine was. I wore it to death. Absolute death. Like I it wish mine was. Apart. It was Limp Biscuit. <laughs> it was from the same <laughs> shop. And it was an embroidered. <laughs> it was it was a black Limp Biscuit hoodie and the lettering in it was embroidered and I thought I was the shit. Don't, st- don't start dissing for Limp Biscuit because that's just spoiling me last pick now. So he's joking. I'm not. I'm not. If anyone remembers us from college, that's all I wore was this Limp Biscuit hoodie. Like, oh. From the same shop, exactly the same shop. I remember you yeah. wearing like a fleece hoodie, fleece top all the really? time as well. Yeah, that was the was first a year. <laughs> great, it was the first year. Yeah, until I and then I was like, because I I lost a lot of weight between the first and second year, and I generally didn't have any clothes to wear because I was skin. I had to. Just a disclaimer, Sammy didn't go to college naked, just in case no, anyone no, wanted to. I just no, absolutely not. Even though it came close a few times because in the time they didn't do tall girls jeans in a small size. So I had to wear men's trousers that drew up because I was five nine and seven stone. There was like Mm -hmm. nout on us. But the hoodie used to hide everything, (laughs) hide all of it. But yeah, that's my um Anthony's so disappointed that this is this this is the slipknot song I picked because he cannot understand why I love it so much because him, he's not he's not really listening to it like he would with say heretic which he absolutely adores um but yeah this is my third pick but from... saying that though you say i know anthony doesn't understand but this is not anthony's picks no no i know <laughs> i know I, I, totally, I totally understand that again yeah. this is the conversations that me and him have do i have to come around and put anthony in the box and say leave sammy alone go all britney spears on him <laughs> <laughs> You've got to wear the wig if you do that. <laughs> just, 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 close up the camera. <laughs> but yeah, sorry. <laughs> that just happened, guys. Sorry. Could you give us a minute? <laughs> Good, we'll be clipping that in a second now, so it's oh, fine. Oh, you better be. <laughs> Wowza. Right, that's me. Pick. <laughs> But yes, um, so Grant. <laughs> Follow that, Grant. Good to see some metal getting in there. I do love a bit of Slipknot, and I, Corey Taylor, is criminally underrated. Well, actually, not criminally underrated, just criminally looked down on from those that yes. aren't into metal, because he's one of the most gifted vocalists in the world. Absolute fact. Um, Thank you. But anyway. <laughs> um, Moving so, on. <laughs> Yeah, a bit of familiarity with this next one because I spent quite a bit of time on the top five albums sucking this guy's dick um, (laughs) because it's one of my favourite albums of all time um, and it's full of some of my favourite songs of all time. When I brought the guy up on the top five albums, I don't think anybody had heard of him, but I think it was Charlotte in the comments going, fuck yeah, over this guy. Seed of Memory by Terry Reed. (laughs) 
Um, you wanted, you wanted to go first earlier. <laughs> <laughs> There's not a lot I can really say specifically about this song, though, because it is all about the composition and it's all about the feel. It's not specifically the music. It's not specifically the lyrics. It's just the delivery of an absolutely beautiful song that showcases some truly phenomenal musicianship and some of the best both vocal techniques and written vocals that I've ever heard. Terry Reid's voice is one of a kind. You know, we've spoken about not being able to mimic somebody's voice, and Terry Reid is definitely one of those guys that nobody's ever got close to. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's just the song that fills me with joy for anybody that's not familiar watch Devil's Rejects, or rather don't watch Devil's Rejects, because it's a thoroughly upsetting 90 minutes of visceral horror and gore, but go straight to the end, Um, and after the bit where they all get gunned down, it's Seed of Memory by Terry Reid that plays the song out, uh, plays the film out. Um, I say it's it's difficult to (laughs) encapsulate what this song means to me. What are you laughing away at? What are these... Fuckers no, going on about in the sorry, chat. I know that it's nothing. It's nothing for you guys. It's Debbie's just. Your mum's just said that the helicopter's over hers now. That's what made us laugh. I'm sorry. It's probably, it, it, it's probably not the same one. She lives near the QA and Gate. Said there's always a helicopter there. <laughs> sorry, guys. That's no, alright. We can we can kind of uh, for the sake of almost times purposes, we can skip over this one a little bit. No, oh, God, no. My it's, my. my Dad will really appreciate this thing. <laughs> so he's got phenomenal taste in music, but I did I spoke at length about this album and this song on the top five albums. So I just feel like I'd be repeating myself a little bit, and I'm not sure if repetition is particularly good content. Um, it's all good content. The more grand oh. content, the better. Exactly. <laughs> We've done it about 100 million times, so it's fine. So- when when you did the top five albums ones, I I watched this and I told my dad about this pick. And when I said his name, he was like, "I don't think I've heard of him." So when he went back and looked into it, he's done so many songs and 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 things that he he had heard of him. He just didn't realize who it was. And I think that's another one like Prince. People, he's he's behind so much music that people know and recognize. They just don't yeah. know his name. And I don't. I don't I get that, that far. A devil's rejects so often. He stayed so <laughs> relevant as well. It's. I mean, admittedly, it's about fifteen years ago now, but the guy's getting on a bit. Um, mm-hmm. He put out a song in the mid two thousands with DJ Shadow, of all people, and it's this crazy <laughs> little breakbeat um, track called "Listen," um, uh-huh. and it's still absolutely out of this world because he's such a, a versatile guy as a vocalist that he can just blend seamlessly into any musical style that he sees fit to put himself into and it's why he doesn't release a lot i think terry reed's entire back catalog since about 1964 only amounts to seven or eight albums he just kind of sits back and releases what he wants to release when he wants to release it and i've said yeah. that in the top albums it's the most admirable thing about an artist is the feeling that they're you know they're putting art out because they want to not because they feel like they have to i think a lot of modern music is almost too governed by the fans to the point where musicians start thinking we need to release this for the fans we need to release this for the fans and whilst i don't necessarily disagree with that principle if you get lost in making music for somebody else and forget about making it for yourself, then it kind of, it almost corrupts you. Mm-hmm. 
because it's not coming from your heart. Yeah, and it's, it's coming from you. It's coming from your wallet. And how fast can maybe, I get it out? Or at the very least, from the brain. You know, you discover something that works, and then you continue to yeah. do the thing that works, as opposed to going with whatever the hell wants to pour out of your soul. Talk very profound that. tonight. No, very you're, profound. Honestly, you're reaching some levels, mind. It's well, good, but Donna's actually <laughs> saying say in the chat as well that, she, <laughs> that she's actually thanked you for letting her know about this song because after you'd mentioned it in the, the the podcast the last time you talked to, she went out and actually found it and it's oh. in one of her top five, uh, like top playlists as well. So that's a nice little moment there where Donna's actually thanking you for once. That's an, that's <laughs> an influencer right mm-hmm. there. Yeah, Grant's the influencer, not me. Grant's the influencer. <laughs> <clears throat> You look very confused there for a second, Grant. Because <laughs> the dog just got up and walked across the living room. And the last time she did this, when I was busy, I was lying here just on my phone, just scrolling away on the game. And the dog got up and thought, oh, he's distracted and shit in the middle of the living room floor. Excellent. Not the little dog either. <laughs> the big one. The big not, if, oh. Yeah, that's not excellent at all, Sammy. That's like having a fucking <laughs> shit in the yes. living room carpet. I've washed the Rogie's Ridge factor, but it ain't great. <laughs> what, a, what a dirty protest. Like, you just picked that pick. I'm just going to take a shit now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have that, Dad. <laughs> Ooh, call me that again, Sammy. She didn't add the ad- D afterwards this time, though. You're lucky I didn't no. sing the lyrics to um, that Sammy Davis Jr. song I was trying to figure out because all it is is about um, him getting everyone to call him daddy. <laughs> but you just stayed there anyway. So. <laughs> I did, and I'm looking at it. This terrifying part of it all is I'm looking at my screen directly into Grant's eyes. Oh, it's a I beautiful thing. That's <laughs> <laughs> why I was staring directly at my camera there. <laughs> just talking. So you're just, you're just enticing us now. Is that what it is? <laughs> Sorry. Are you okay? She's jumped up on the, yeah, she's just jumped up on the chair and pulled all the clean washing off the chair because she's not getting any attention. Oh, well. Can you okay. throw her on Kev or something like that? And now she's... <laughs> Where is Kev? <laughs> In the bedroom. We normally have like a Kev in the background, like we usually have. Cameo. Will be. Yeah, no, or we I'm, have like. I'm, I'm in a different place in the living room because the rest of it is an absolute tip because of this little dickhead. <laughs> wow! wow. Hell, look at look at what it does to Charlotte. Debbie, Debbie, oh, that's that's what Charlotte's no, honestly, saying about your little granddaughter there. <laughs> well, honestly, like she's 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 had a phantom pregnancy and she's been. Well, Paul saw it yesterday. Literally, I went from the back of the bar to go order, and she was howling and barking and crying. Like, I can't oh, get her. anything done because she's just by my side. And she's nesting, so I can't put any clothes away because she's just pulling them out and nesting all the clothes. So, yeah. <laughs> Bless that's, her. That's my life for the minute. <laughs> Aww. That's what you get for getting a dog. You've always <laughs> just got to remember that these things are just temporary. Everything's just temporary. Yes, it is. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. What's your pick then, Charlotte? Oh God, I right. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. Is it Ruby, <laughs> Ruby, Ruby? Ruby? <laughs> I hate that song. I hate that song. It gets stuck in my head. Um, right. So this one is probably the most modern band on on my list. Um, mm. and I'll, I'd be really surprised if any of you have heard of it. Uh, I'll tell you the story behind it first. Um. So it was during the second lockdown, 
um, I found really, really difficult. I think everybody did. Um, but because obviously I was on the vulnerable list and my parents were on the vulnerable list, our lockdowns lasted longer. Yeah. Um, I think in total it was it was close to a year and a half. Um, and during the second lockdown, I I hit a point where I just missed everyone, but more the that me mom's gonna cry, you know. The people I missed the most were my mum and dad um, because I am quite close to my parents and I I can't remember a time when I haven't seen them at least once every couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, so I was, I was really, really down um, and I'd, Kev was working from home and I'd, I'd put a, a random playlist on, on YouTube while I was doing the dishes and this song came on and it was one of those moments it it stopped us, like just stopped us in my tracks. And I had to stop what I was doing and come and, and just listen to it. Mm-hmm. And it was by a, a band, the Australian, I believe, called the Teskey Brothers. You're right. I don't know them. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if anybody does. Um, called the Teskey Brothers. And I, I heard the song and I immediately went on to find out everything they'd done, like everything. Yeah. <laughs> um I I I rang my dad and I was like, Dad, you've got to listen to them. You've got to listen to them. And I was nagging him for about three days. Like every time I spoke to him, it was, Have you listened to it yet? Have you listened to it yet? So basically he only listened to them to shut me up. <laughs> um and he rang me, he rang me after about three days, and I said, Have you listened to them? It was the first thing I said, I didn't even say hello, was have you listened to it yet? And he went, that's why I'm ringing you. I went, right. Um, and at this point, I'd had the latest album on, which I think came out in like 2019, 2020. Um, it been on repeat for like three days, because I was sick of it. Um, and he said, I've, I, I said, have you listened to it yet? And he said, yes. And I went, what did you think? And he went, I've just ordered two copies of the vinyl. You're getting one for Christmas and I'm getting one now. And when he said that, I instantly felt like he was in the room with us. Like I instantly oh. felt like the distance had gone. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Sam's gonna cry. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's so sweet. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. So that's they're the most modern modern band on my list because I I don't have modern taste in music. All my picks are from like sixties, seventies. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, it was just it was a really special, and I think because of that it will probably all that album will probably be like I, I pretty much could have picked any any song off the album but this one this is the one that got us to notice them yeah and I don't even have to describe them like like I'm not there's a few Beatles songs that I like you know but when when John Lennon did his solo stuff mm-hmm. didn't I wasn't a fan of it neither was my dad uh Kev got his uh, the an album for last last Christmas. Kev got an album um from them live in I think it's called like Live at the Forum or something. It was a double album in Australia, um and they did a cover of Jealous Guy by John Lennon that is mm-hmm. now permanently on rotation in my playlist. Mm-hmm. They're just they're so good, but I think I I probably hold them in a bit higher regard. Because, because of, of that, that, that moment. That's, 
Six dollars. <laughs> You've just. <laughs> I was right there in it, and then that just happened. <laughs> um. So yeah, that was. That was. That's my... beautiful. Oh, that's that's amazing. <laughs> I love it. It's nice that you have that connection now, and you can bridge that gap. And just, to be fair, though, like say, to get through lockdown, like everyone needed something or need something to hold on to, and it's nice that you had Look that. What you did. Yeah, I'm still paying for that, isn't mm-hmm. I? But, exactly. um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was the minute cry. It was the minute you said, I felt like he was in the room with us. I was getting up. Oh, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just for me, that's it that... closed that distance. Oh. Um, so yeah, that is so beautiful. No. We just sat, we honest, I ended up buying Disney Plus on one of the lockdowns. <laughs> give me family, the give me family, the fucking passwords, and we sat and watched Disney films together together in lockdown. But I was fucking paying for it. <laughs> Not like you're better or anything like that. Damn, damn, damn them vultures! It was when, um, I tell you what, it was when Hamilton was coming out. That was the idea behind yeah. it because I wanted us to all to watch Hamilton together. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, I, I says, I'll get Disney Plus and here's the, you know, passwords, get it set up. And then when it came out, I think it was like half seven on a Saturday night, we just, all of us at the same time sat and watched it. And it was such a lovely moment. It was, it, it was just little things like that, that like really did, mm-hmm. even though my yeah. parents are not two seconds away from us, like it wasn't a big distance. <laughs> Certainly. Um, um, I think Grant would probably, I think Grant would probably really appreciate them. Um oh. I was trying to look yeah. for them there. I've just bookmarked them because they sounded right up my alley. But when I tried to play one on YouTube, I couldn't hear it through my ears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice. but they are they're, they're amazing. <laughs> so, yeah, okay. that was my no, third. And I've got to follow that <laughs> fucking hell. I'm just laughing at Debbie. She's like, Charlotte's just killed the mood. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, so I, I made uh, everyone cry. Um, I'll try and make them. I'll try and make them all cry through cry. song, shall we? <laughs> I'll sing to you. I'll sing to you a little bit. Um, now how do I follow that? I'm gonna leave. Yeah. Like, I'm, um, I'm gonna leave me emotional one to last. So, I, I, oh, I've thank God! One. Give us a give us a break. So give us a, we'll like, a break. <laughs> so, it's a good emotional one, I think. This one, it's on the list because again, it's probably very predictable. Um, it's like people would probably say, "Oh, it's it, it. I have a love. I hate this song, but to me, it's the greatest song that they ever did. This band, it is the most beautiful song I've ever heard, and and it's very different to the type of music that uh, they made as well because it was quite poppy. I know, guys, it's a pop song. Um, yeah, it's like just it's just the tone of it and like. It reminds us of me, me mum playing this song to us because my mum was a huge fan of this band. Uh, she had all the LPs and stuff, but um, I'll sing it a little bit, see if you don't recognise it. So, <clears throat> when I find myself in times of trouble, Mother Mary comes to me, speaking words of wisdom, let it be. And in my hour of darkness, she is standing right in front of me. Speaking words of wisdom, let it be, let it be. So yeah, let it be by the Beatles. Sounded like somebody in that cat with a seagull. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I did try. Fuck I never said know, I was being <laughs> I always deserved that, so to be fair, I'll take it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> nice about it. <laughs> I knew it was gonna be uh, bad. Yeah. 
No, but... that was lovely. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> it, that, it was. You don't see any of us singing away. <laughs> That's what. That's re- that. Sorry, that really surprised me because I didn't expect the Beatles to be on anybody's list. Like us, oh, but like mm-hmm. uh, th- there was like there's members of the team that I thought, yeah, they would probably be on mm-hmm. their list. I didn't expect it on any of ours. Um, as I said, growing up, my mom was a huge Beatles fan. Like, like she adored John Lennon. Like the Imagine album. Like, say, I absolutely adore, and I love. And I, it was quite funny for me saying that anything that John Len- Len- Lennon did after the Beatles. I kind of prefer John Lennon after the Beatles because, like, mm-hmm. that like Imagine album was one of the best albums ever made. But that song just um, is so different to anything that the Beatles did. But it's just like yeah. when you listen to them, you can close your eyes, and it's, it's again, it's not emotion. It's just beautifully wrought and it's beautifully yeah. toned, and it's like it's when, in my opinion, again, it might not be everyone. It's when a perfect song is made. And yeah. it flows. It doesn't stay along too longer than it needs to be. But it just reminds us of being a kid as well. My mum listening and humming in a way. Um, like I say, I always get in the piss talkers because like I, I wish I could sing. I know I sing a lot. I do wish. I am totally challenged, shall we say. But it's one of them songs that I wish I could <laughs> sing. And I wish I could sing it well. And I wish I could just sit there and just like do it justice. But um, there was a film that got re- released. Uh, was it yesterday? Uh, where, like I say, a, a guy woke up, uh, like he had brain injury, and he, in, in the world, no one had heard the Beatles, and he was a failing oh, music artist. Yes. So he, it's so he went Amazon, away. Isn't it? Yeah. Brilliant. So he went that away, and he brilliant, that trying one, to, yeah. yeah, trying to remember all the Beatles songs, and and I remember sitting down, and he's get his parents get oh, you know, he's giving up playing music now. He's going, no, no, I'm going to play you the best song he's ever heard in the world, and they're like, what? And he played this on the piano, let it be, and everyone was like in tears crying like his family and it was just like so lovely and it's just like it, it kind of stayed with us and I know like there's so many Beatles songs you could pick like as you said Eleanor Rigby uh, Hey Jude just to, like say the big hitters but I don't think Let It Be gets the recognition because mm-hmm. it is so far away from a Beatles song than the poppy joyous uh, thing and it's just as said Again, I know it sounds really weird picking top fives, but it's just a nice song that I just love the, love yeah. everything about. The Beatles were not in my house growing <laughs> up. Like it, they were not. We grew up on um, just from memory. Simon and Garfunkel, George Michael, Salt to Soul. I'm just thinking naming all the tapes that used to be in my mum's car. Um, so the and the Beatles were never in there. She was she there were never Beatles fans. And I don't know if that had any influence on my decision making growing up because I am I am not I am not down with the Beatles. Mm-hmm. I'm really but that's just personal preference. I can't sit there and deny like their existence, <laughs> their brilliance. <laughs> you know, like I can't sit and do any of that just no, personally. I, I think the age groups and stuff, um when we grew up, you were either a rocker or a mosher type thing. So, like a lot of people didn't like the Indigo, but I could, like, say, I could appreciate the things like the certain Oasis songs I adore, the certain Oasis songs I think are just a pile of shite. But again, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's, there's different <laughs> opinions. It's things that that hit yeah. home, and um, but for me, it just like especially songs. If it, if it, the song can bring back a memory, 
it's a, and again, you'll take the piss out of us. It's like the Goonies. The Goonies will always bring back that happy memory and happy childhood. That's the kind of thing that Let It Be does does for me as well. So we're gonna have Let Let it be reference for... throughout the hall. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I the love Beatles, the Beatles. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, Charlotte. I was just going to quickly say I love the Beatles. <laughs> yeah. uh, here comes the sun. Very, mm-hmm. very nearly made it in my top five as well. So, <laughs> just taking aside about your singing, mate. Fucking absolutely. <laughs> I appreciate that. I, I take. I, I do it for the entertainment factor. So if you can get a kick out of it, fucking, uh, I'm all for it. There. So I, you know you, you can't get offend wrong us. Off Charlotte's mum. So. Don't say that. You're going to turn him on now, so he's going to do it even more. So. <laughs> Punish me, Charlotte's mum. Punish me, Debbie. <laughs> <laughs> does does Charlotte's mum know about? Man, how are? I was going to say, does Debbie know about Grant? <laughs> well, she she's watched she's watched the podcast before, so. right? So that's all right then. Yeah, um, this no, isn't the, the Beatles um, were not always on in my house, but they were on in my house uh, because my dad is a big Paul McCartney and George Harrison fan. Mm-hmm. Um, so then. They're not his favourite band, but there are are songs that he absolutely loves. Um, but my memories of the Beatles um is the Motown album that they did where it was like Motown covers the Beatles mm-hmm. or something like that, and that's sort of my memory of the Beatles. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, as I say, like I I think because I was so heavily influenced by my dad, like John Lennon's solo stuff and some of Paul McCartney's solos and stuff and that just doesn't hit the same. Mm-hmm for me but no. it, again like all music that's just sort of personal to taste I guess. personal preference isn't it exactly yeah but that's the thing i'm not one person could come on like this podcast or come on the chat and say you're wrong because it's like we're there no, it's, it's what i like it's and like you see the songs <laughs> like so like i'll put like sammy tonight so there's been songs mentioned and i'm like i've never heard of this song <laughs> so it's like I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that. I'm possibly gonna do that on my next one as well. So I'm sorry. <laughs> it's fine, don't worry. But yeah, it's not one of those where, um, similar to what we've said before, it's they've they've transcended so much influence that you've got more iconic versions of their songs about, and the most notable one being um, with a little help from my friends. Mm-hmm. You know, the Beatles wrote that, but everybody knows the Joe Cocker version. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah. on my list, it hurts to take that off my list. <laughs> he was the first person I ever saw live. It was Joe Cocker at Gateshead Stadium when he supported Rod Stewart. That was the, the first gig I ever went to. I'm a status quo at the stadium of life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the first gig I ever went to, and I wasn't meant to be there. My sister was um, incredibly poorly in hospital, and my mother couldn't go, so my dad took me. Yay. <laughs> I mean, poor dad got an annoying child sat on his shoulders for God knows how many hours so I could actually see what we were there to see. Who <laughs> a bloke. So, yes, right. that was, that was my, sec- uh, my second from last pick. So, Sammy, yeah. it's yours. Let's go. So, this so this <laughs> is from the category of favourite song at the moment. Um, this has changed about half a dozen times today, but it was the last song that was on the car. So I went, fuck it. That's the one I'm going with because I do absolutely love this song. Again, this is an album that is solely influenced by horror movies. Every single song has something to do with a horror film. Um, it is from 2018, so it's quite recent as well. 
And the band is Ice Nine Kills. The album is The Silver Scream. And the song is called It Is The End. And it's all about it. All right. The introduction is, allow me to introduce myself. They call me the dancing clown. And you must be Georgie. Did you hear my circus was in town? It seems I have your boat here and the storm blow it off track. Just reach your hand down and take it if you really want it back. And that's how the opening of the song starts, and it is absolutely effing tremendous. And um, but all of that, all of that songs on this album again, they've got a Halloween one, they've got a jigsaw one, they've got they even do a cover of Thriller, which mm-hmm. is beautiful. And all of the majority of their songs, they do they do an acoustic version on the album as well. And they are it just it's like we do scream a lot, but we also can sing too. And mm-hmm. um, this one has absolutely no singing in it. The 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 lyrics are just fantastic. Um, catch me up at Big Top, buried underground. You know that I'm a you know that I'm clowning around, even with a smile from ear to fucking ear. It's everywhere you know, and it's everywhere you fear. It's everywhere you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is Anthony hates the fact that he's Spotify. Uh, because we used, to, I used to use his Spotify up until recently, and he hates that when the year review came up, mm-hmm. it was my songs that were on there, and they were all <laughs> Ice Nine Kills. And he, he went to go, he went with his mates at work, and he was like, "They're like, oh, have you got your Spotify um, year of review up?" And he was like, "Oh, let's have a look." That's my wife's. That's my wife's. Mm-hmm. That's my wife. And it was the same. It was Ice Nine Kills from start to finish. Because of how much I listened to this album last year, I even tried to find it when we were in HMV that time. Mm-hmm. Um, Charlotte, me and you oh, went off yes. on a wander at the music, um, mm-hmm. and I even went to go and find the album just to stick it in the car, so it was there. Mm-hmm. Even though I've got Spotify, yeah, mm-hmm. I've got Bluetooth, I can hink it all up. It was just so I had a copy of it that they did not have it. But yeah, it's again another album that is heavily influenced by horror. It's just fantastic brilliant band love to see them live will not pay the money for it <laughs> so you're, showing your goth, you're doing your goth credentials well there sammy so don't <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah there's a, like i said this one again there's a lot of mine are not like per, i don't have songs that are like personally personal to me because a lot of songs can do that for us and we would be here all day mm-hmm. um and there's a couple there's a, not a couple there is one in particular that I don't particularly like talking about because every time I do, when someone starts to sing it, I burst into tears. I'll tell you, it's from the film um, Land Before Time. And I will, I hate thinking about it. I literally burst into tears as soon as someone starts to sing it. He likes to play it just for shits and giggles. Um, so I don't really, if it's personal, then I'm keeping it to myself. To be fair though, I'm a little bit disappointed so far we haven't heard Sammy go, Jurassic Park, Jurassic Park, Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. That's a number one pick for. What could possibly go wrong? Um, <laughs> Everything. The Game of Thrones one's the best one, but I so still haven't so brought that one out on the podcast. At least I've got one person singing on this podcast other than me. So that is not me singing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking it. You, yeah, you can have that. But yeah, um, that's me. Song of the song of right now is an Ice Nine Kills song because my Spotify playlist would be disappointed in us if I didn't pick a song from them. 
very cool very nice so grant yeah looking steadily away there yeah come on grant <laughs> come on then <laughs> you know ice nine kills is one of them that i've tried to force myself to like because the artistic inspiration behind ice nine kills comes from a kurt vonnegut novel um, mm-hmm. I think I've said that on one of the older podcasts and I have tried and tried and tried to like this band so much and it just won't click. And because Aww. of that influence and the, the name, it breaks me heart that I can't seem to find a way to actually really like them. Anthony um, is absolutely sick to the back teeth of hearing them, especially the opening song on that album, because the minute it comes on, he's like, for fuck's sake, again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So my next pick is from 1988, um, featuring my favourite sexual deviant. Um, nice. It was a running joke with the band um, that I would always shoehorn this guy in there. And as much as it was, to begin with, a, like a little bit of a joke about just getting something controversial in there, talking about people having strangle wanks and what have you, um, the lead singer of this band is also one of the few dudes in the world that if he was still alive, I would totally do him. Um, absolute sexiest bastard you will ever see in your entire life. Probably not so much now, um, but definitely back in the day. Um, it is Never Tear Us Apart by In Excess. Oh, definitely not now, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Just to clarify. <laughs> Probably not looking his best now, but Michael Maybe not. back in the day was absolutely fucking gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And he had that voice to go. Um as far as composition is concerned, I think more than anything else from this song, I'm going back to kind of the fundamentals of me music. And I love the fact, I love anything that blends a little bit of style. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? As I understand it based on what I know about In Excess, this was originally supposed to be a blues number. And the producer had looked at the vocal pattern and gone, do you know what would really, really work with this? If you did it as a Viennese waltz, and the guys in the excess looked around at each other and went, you fucking what, mate? Viennese waltz. Uh-huh. He went, hear me out, and laid out this synth arrangement, which is what we've got. The All of that going on in the background is the tempo behind Viennese waltz. And we're talking about emotional songs, and this one, it hits us really hard, and there's one specific line in it that whenever I hear it, it's just kind of almost like a keep-going sort of... You know, I you know, just one more step, and it's that we all have wings, but not, some of us don't know why. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the second verse, it oh. just really, really <laughs> that line cuts through me as if to say, you know, no matter how much you feel like you can't spread your wings and get away from whatever's happening, um, you know, all of us have the potential to fly, um, regardless of how much we feel like we can't. Um, but all the way through, it, it's a beautiful love song. You know, I was standing, you were there, two worlds collided, and they could never tear us apart. You know, mm-hmm. it's almost the opposite of a typo negative song, you know, about yeah. uh, lamentations and something that you wish you had that you couldn't have. With never tear us apart, it's the opposite. It's, you know, you've okay. you've got it and never, ever, ever let it go. And it's beautifully put together. Mm-hmm. Um, and Michael Hutchins was a sexy bastard, oh. as I've already oh, said. Yeah. There was a few in right, was he? In and out. Um, um, <clears throat> new sensation very nearly ended up in here in its place. Oh, I love that song. But, 
New Sensation is a song for mood for me. It's one that will lift my mood, whereas Never Tear Us Apart, I don't need to be in a particular mood to yeah. truly love this song. Mm. Yeah. No, one, of my, w- one of my favourite songs that nearly made it in the list was a cover of this song by Paloma Faith. I think that woman's got an amazing voice, but I, just, I adore that song. I just, I love how different it sounds like when I first heard it I didn't realise it was the same song until I listened to the lyrics yeah mm. um, and I, it, was it on TV show or something is it an on advert one of our, yeah it is it's on one of our albums and it was used like in the last couple of years for an advert or something but I can't remember what it was for um, but yeah that, that very nearly made made my mm. list as well um, as, as Grant said he is the sexiest artist like other than I would say I would probably give Prince or Freddie Mercury up a uh, run for the money at times type thing. Like, like pure sex appeal. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I think... I'll just get in the middle and let them both do us. <laughs> Why not? Can I join in? Why I? Let's make this a party. <laughs> I think he's As another it... artist that his personal life overshadows his professional life. Yeah. Oh, and that's such a shame, especially like the circumstances and everything. But back in the back in the day, back in the early two thousands, um, Michael had obviously been passed a long time not a long time, but a time passed where the band was like, Right, we're looking for a new lead singer. How are we gonna do this? We're gonna do this on the reality TV show. Yes, it's true. I, I used to that. watch it and it was <laughs> I've got it on VHS. I remember that. This is how bad it was. Um I was like Rockstar in excess, that's what it was called. Um, it was hosted by God, Dave Grohl. No, Dave Navarro was sat in the middle of the band but didn't host it, but he was a judge. Don't ask us why Dave Navarro was there, he had nothing to do with it. Um, but there were some talented ass singers that came out of that competition, Susie O'Neill being one of them. I have never heard a woman sing Bohemian Rhapsody. The way she did, it was absolutely unreal. Jordan Unger, Jordis Ungai, Unger, um, introduced me to a different side of Nirvana because she did um, the Man Who Saw the World. She did the mm-hmm. Nirvana um, acoustic version, absolutely breathtaking. That competition, for all, it should never have happened. It was excellent to see the actual people who were in there. There was some amazing talent. Yeah, nope, Rockstar in excess. You can find it on YouTube. It was Boy that done uh, Man of Stole the World. Was it, it was David, but the, the original. It uh, was, but he's yeah. the original one. It yeah. was the, uh, it was the unplugged no, Nirvana, Nirvana TV TV special. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I say that's the thing because I love the Boy version, but the Nirvana one was a bit was special. It's almost again. I, I hate to say it, people are probably lambasters for this. It's almost like the Johnny Cash Hurt version, Nirvana. Kind yeah. of owned that song after that, like live plug version for a while. Sorry, mm-hmm. boy fans, but that that's the way I just felt well, afterwards. I, I see, I see it exactly. I do see it the same way. I think um, Nirvana breathed a bit of life into it, and just how yeah. raw it is, is as well. Especially yeah. like you're so vulnerable on that stage with just a guitar and nothing, mm-hmm. nothing more going on than that. So it, yeah. it it's just a lovely. I love that song. God, why isn't that a list? <laughs> oh, is it not? Is it? Is that just a ruse that you're giving us? 
poker face. She's been, she's been too <laughs> clever tonight. <laughs> this is where Sammy reveals she's an evil mastermind. <laughs> it was me all along. <laughs> didn't we know that already, though? She is the evil mastermind behind the podcast. If she didn't nag you, we wouldn't be doing this. No, she's the puppet master. She's the one with the... I was going to say a hand up my ass, but I was going to know that's going to go into a different direction now. <laughs> I pull the strings. <laughs> <let's> the string. <laughs> Everyone's going, how do I pay for that service? <laughs> DM me. Top your Patreon. <laughs> That's the Sammy level on Patreon. <laughs> you dare put that up. <laughs> I'm not having people ask us questions. <laughs> how much? 50, 50 quid or 100 quid to get Sammy to put a hand across? <laughs> Yeah, if it's 50 quid. Oh, <laughs> Get your wallet out, Grant. <laughs> well, I'm sorry to start this tonight, guys. I am so sorry. Oh, We're God. having a profound oh, moment. Dad, I'm sorry. Me dad, listen for me last two picks. Dad, I'm sorry. It's fine. Your dad's, your dad's getting well, the bank card out now say, as well. <laughs> your mum's like, been in the chat the whole time, so and you're not worried about that. <laughs> No. no, no, I'm not. Yeah. No. Goodwill's <laughs> asking if you take Klarna. <laughs> For installments. <laughs> Each two weekly. <laughs> no, five. Five. Finger at a time. Yeah. <laughs> well done, Charlotte. Marketing. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. Right, Moving swiftly on. <laughs> Moving swiftly on to Charlotte's last uh, second from last pick. <laughs> um, right, so up and up until five, well, six years ago, no, five years ago, mm-hmm. five years ago, this wouldn't, not a single song from this band would have been in my top five. Um, they are a band that everybody knows. Literally, everybody knows at least one of their songs. And they will sing along, whether you like them or not. They have been used in so many adverts, TV shows, film soundtracks. It's unbelievable. The The man behind them is one of my dad's absolute heroes. Absolute heroes. And five years ago, uh, they played uh, Times Square in Newcastle. The lineup was uh, there was a few local bands on, and then there was Martha Reeves and the Vandellas, there was C6 Steve, and there was Brian Wilson on the mm-hmm. Pet Sounds anniversary tour. And this song in particular sticks out. Um, it was my dad's 65th birthday, and uh, you know, we'd have a, had a few issues in the, in the family. There was a lot of death, there was a lot of illness and stuff, so we. Wanted to make oh god, wanted to make it a bit special. Um, hang on, sorry, wanted to make it a bit special. Uh, and I, I saw this. Um, I saw it advertised, and I asked my dad, and he was like, his his first, his first reaction was no, because my dad has a a very debilitating degenerative disease in his spine um so mobility is an issue understanding seemed almost impossible mm-hmm. um i bought the tickets anyway 
cost us a fortune. Nah, you bought, anyway. <laughs> I bought the tickets anyway, and I was just like, we're going. We're going. I was like, even if I've got to take a seat, we're going. And we went. And it was pouring down with rain. Um, I I wasn't well. It was pouring down with rain. And it was the best, best gig of my life. It was, it is a, it is a, not just this song, but it, it's a moment that will live in my head rent free until the day I shuffle off. The song is uh, California Girls, which isn't actually on uh, the Pet Sounds album, but it was the one they opened with. I don't know how many people, I, I don't know how many fans of Brian Wilson there are, but Brian Wilson is an absolute musical genius. His harmonies, his lyrics, everything. Mm-hmm. He was he was so ahead of his time. Unfortunately, like a lot of people in the 60s, he, he was very addicted to drugs and he, he melted mm-hmm. his mind. He melted his brain. Uh, if you see him now, he... He's just got a vacant stare. He's going to smile when he hears the songs and he's, he's not there. Mm-hmm. And he, it was the only time he was, he sat down. He had to sit down and play because he couldn't stand up. It was the mm-hmm. only time. It was one of the only times he spoke and they'd done a few songs and they came on and he just went, here's one for you and straight into California girls. And at that moment, my dad turned around to me and had the biggest smile I have ever seen him give and he turned around and he was watching it and I was like you know what it is this cost us a fortune it's absolutely pouring I ended up in hospital two days later because I was ill I was like your mum just I would I was like I would not change a thing I'm gonna cry I was like I would not change a damn thing about this moment yeah. <clears throat> and your right? mum's just your mum's just said <laughs> I've been filling up for the last few minutes just listening to you talk about this moment and then looking over to see what your mom had said that you were actually really ill the next week yeah, in the hospital was... with a kidney infection. Yeah. But that <laughs> just never even crossed your fucking mind. Like you're not even thinking no. of that moment at no. all. Mm-hmm. No. And the best the best thing is well not the best thing, but one of the best things was um a, a friend of mine was part of the, the company that was was doing the I think it was a festival because I'm sure like Manic Street Preachers had been on the night before. Mm-hmm. Um, a friend of mine was was part of the event organization team. Um, mm-hmm. so we got upgraded to VIP for absolutely free. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> yeah. If you don't know Charlotte, Charlotte loves a freebie. Dodgy up, no. But yeah, it is. It is. It's. It's just. Would you stop kicking your? It's camera? just one of those. <laughs> it's because of the wire. It's one of those moments that just is. The definition of priceless. No, it's one of them things that you like. You want it to be special. You think it's going to be special, and it is special, and it lives up to mm-hmm. the memory. Like it lives up to what when you put it up there. Yeah, what you what you think can happen and could happen. Mm-hmm. Like I'll and... I'll be perfectly honest. Like obviously because my dad sort of holds Brian Wilson to high regard. The, the Beach Boys were played in the house all the time, so I knew the songs yeah. and stuff, and I liked them. Mm-hmm. But I went to see C Six Steve because. Mm-hmm. It was it was when he was at his height, um, mm-hmm. and what that man what that man and his son can do with a box, a guitar, and a and drums, the noise that came from him was unbelievable. 
<laughs> like, it, it, and it was brilliant. Um, and he he walked past the VIP pit bit, and he was like that far away. Um, so I went into that for say mm-hmm. Steve, and yeah. I came out of it for the for the. I, I mean, it, it wasn't the Beach Boys. It was it was Brian it was Wilson's Brian band, Wilson. but you couldn't. Yeah. Have, yeah. Could but to be fair, even when it was the Beach Boys, it was always Brian Wilson. Yeah, but I mean, a lot of the band was made up of of the the kids. I say kids, the kids of the Beach Boys. So they'd grown up mm-hmm. listening to the music, mm-hmm. and I I defy anybody to be able to tell the difference. No, because Brian Wilson was always the man behind it. And he, like when you hear the stories about, like, say, as you said, he did have an interest in life, but he was such a control freak because he knew exactly what the type of music he wanted to put out and how he wanted to put it out. He gives zero fucks who any if anyone thought he, about him and stuff like that. He he had like a sound in his head that he wanted to replicate. Mm-hmm. But he couldn't get it across. Like he, mm-hmm. he he was a perfectionist. If if it didn't sound like it sounded in his head, mm-hmm. then they would do it over and over until they did. And I think mm-hmm. it worked because the harmonies, just the harmonies alone in, in Beach Boy songs. Are, are beautiful. Um, they did the the other one. I was I was torn between two, and it was this one and uh, Help Me Rhonda because they mm-hmm. finished the show with Help Me Rhonda, and it was just the audience, it mm-hmm. the atmosphere. It was outdoors. It was peeing down with rain, and while listening to essentially American surfer music, <laughs> and the audience, the audience, they were just bouncing, and the the atmosphere was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And I, it, like, if you close your eyes, you, you wouldn't think I'm standing next to Central Station in Newcastle <laughs> in the rain. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it was. So yeah, that that is my fourth. Thing. It had to be like one of my favorite stories I've ever heard. I I absolutely <laughs> loved every. I'm just, literally, if you watch this back, I am so engrossed in everything that you're saying. And then my eyes look down to see what your mum said, and I could just feel, oh. Oh, I did not like that. And uh-huh. is he the same? Is he the one who had the altercation with Charles Manson? And I'm just asking because that's yes, the only yes. way I can reference things. Yeah. It is him, isn't it? Right. Yeah. Got you. Yes. That's the only way that I can sometimes reference it. It's like, <laughs> yes, I don't know yeah. who, I, I don't know the Beach Boys <laughs> too well, but I know that one of them had the mm-hmm. altercation and it was him who was meant to be at Cecile Drive. And talking about Charles Manson. Yeah. Talking about Charles Manson. Um, Grant, what did you say about the Beach Boys? I mean, <laughs> the Brian Wilson. <laughs> I have been waiting patiently <laughs> to get Charlotte oh, another one of those. I God damn it. I have one. the Beach Boys, and up until about 15 minutes before we went on air, Sloop John B was in my picks, mm-hmm. and I took it that out was, for a seat of memory. That was the song um, they played I, before Help Me, Rhonda, and I was just like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I absolutely <laughs> adore them um i've been again i'm being a bit self-indulgent and going back to the band but one of the things that we've kind of pushed for um with jake being a really accomplished musician and a really accomplished vocalist and paul also being really accomplished vocalist as well we often joke on that we want to be the heavy metal beach boys because we've got three really really distinct harmonies in there um the uh 20 golden grapes um Beach Boys Best Of album. It's a very, very famous cover from uh, the release in the 70s. was one of the first finals that I ever got when I started the what is a now 
epic vinyl collection that I've got off to me right, and it's been played to the point where the vinyl barely plays because the needle has just ground the grooves down so much that the sound quality on that album now is fucking appalling. <laughs> um, I'm over the moon that the Beach Boys are in there because I was fucking gutted to leave them out. <laughs> Absolutely yeah, over I, the moon. Like- at the, the Beach Boys are one of those bands where I remember when I remember the, the gig, the, there was an instrumental that's on, I can't remember the name of it now, it's, it's on Pet Sounds. And there was no words, nothing, but you could literally, you could have heard a pin drop with the audience because the, it was literally an instrumental, but they were, it was just so captivating listening and, to it. Yeah. And to go back on iconic times and stuff like that, I, I, um, we got California surfing as well, and the most iconic scene from the eighties movies, Teen Wolf, where he's riding the van oh, to, to that as well. So that always reminds us of it as well. But it, it just as soon as you hear it, it takes you back to certain things. But like I say that was uh, an amazing story, and I hate you, Charlotte, for me having to follow you, 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 you harlot. Um, Charlotte, your mum says, "Can you check your text from your dad?" And your dad have, yeah. likes Grant. <laughs> I just, I, I just, oh God! <laughs> yeah, I just, it's, it's a music honestly, choice, Grant. <laughs> yeah, be, between <laughs> honestly, like so between <laughs> between between my dad and Grant, like that vinyl collection mm-hmm. will be like something to behold. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So, Paul, follow that shit. <laughs> Going home. I'm actually, I'm alone. Um, you know this what? It, one's... This is payback for making me follow Grant. That's no, fine. I, I can deal with this. It's okay. Um, this is getting probably like probably means a lot more to me. Maybe mean a little bit to Grant as well. Um, probably so. I hope it does. Otherwise, I'm fucked. Um, uh-huh. Basically, this song reminds us of the happiest time of my life. Like some of the best moments that I ever had. I drunk this I, night. I can't remember. All the walls were drunk. Um, I love how this. I love how this isn't the song that he danced. His first dance to at the wedding. No, no. This, <laughs> this one again. And my wife would understand. I met so many friends and close friends, best friends, people that I've shared so much with. Um, having. Going through the worst time in my life when I was up with my ex girlfriend, I went from Manchester to come back and used to hang out in a certain pub that Grant used to, like, say, be, a, be in charge of. There was a jukebox, and it's not going to be right, said Fred. I'm sorry to say it. Um, but the song that you used to play all the time to the point where people used to get so pissed off, but we couldn't give a fuck. We used to have this song on, and it used to the bar flies that used to go around that we didn't know much about, but didn't seen them react to it. Being mortal on a Thursday or Friday night with Lolly, put my arms around her, singing along to this song, because it is the longest song in the world. Um, oh, God. <laughs> but it, like saying, going back to me hillbilly roots as well. Um, it's just, as I said, the memories that flood back of the time and, I, again, meeting Kev, meeting Leighton, um, people who I've shared experience with, Jill, um, like Nick, um, in that place, and Grant himself. Um, if if you leave here tomorrow, would you still remember me? 
soon as that line kicked on in the jukebox and seeing people react or seeing Gordon Freeboard run around, pretend to be an airplane, just so many amazing memories and getting us through. But to the point where I think you actually try to take the take this off because we used to play it that often. Freebird by Leonard Skinner. You <laughs> monster. <laughs> but yeah, it, like see, it just I did takes not us try and take this song off the jukebox. I absolutely <laughs> did not. Gordon would have fucking glassed me. <laughs> yes, but it just takes us back to like say that time in the borough, and again, it's one of them things like. Like the Americans say, when you're in Nam, you, you don't know, man, you weren't there. And that's what you can say about the borough. You, you, you don't know what kind of experiences you were. Um, it, like I said, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you okay? Don't apologise. It just means a lot. Mm-hmm. So yeah, someone else talk. Fuck you. We'll talk. We'll talk. You good. You good. Yeah. Well, you know Boobs. what? It, it fucking it fills me with joy knowing that people have fond memories of that time. Because when I look back on my time in that pub, do not get me wrong. Uh, there's a lot of people that I missed. There's a lot of people that I absolutely loved from my time there. But there's also a lot of negativity that mm. surrounds me time in the pub you know I met I, I made a lot of enemies and I lost a lot of friends mm. and when we did the podcast uh, the live podcast um, I would you know I joked on on Facebook I'd taken a, taken a photo of Park Lane bus station uh, mm. and like a jokey line of you know oh thank god I haven't been stabbed you know what I mean there's, there's a genuine anxiety for me mm. going back to an environment like Sunderland because mm-hmm. it was such a polarizing experience for me. Like I say, mm-hmm. you know, the, you've mentioned so many names there, you know, Kev, Leighton, yourself, mm-hmm. um, you know, Jake and Adam that I'm in the band with, fucking, you know, Paul, who's the bass player, got together with his wife in the borough. Um, mm-hmm. you know, there's so much kind of, I'd say it reminds us that there was a lot of good that came mm-hmm. out of that time because there was, there's a lot of stuff that I linger on. Mm-hmm. Like in relation to lost friends, in relation to, you know, lost kind of, mm-hmm. you know, relationships and camaraderies mm-hmm. and all of that kind of stuff. I'm not quite going to well up, but I actually felt myself go a little bit there, mate, because mm-hmm. it, it's nice to be reminded that, you know, the mm-hmm. was so much Joy. niceness that, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes it's difficult. It's easier to dwell on the negatives in life than it is to dwell on the positives. Yeah. I think a lot of, you know, I find and a yes. lot of people find and that's, that's proper mm-hmm. cheered me up. That has. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look at yours. Yes. And if anyone does Sammy. listen to listen to Freebird as well, it is a masterpiece of a song. It keeps you hanging on, right. waiting for that yeah. to kick in because it's like, like it it is like, <laughs> low the tone, it is the best, bu- big, bustiest woman you'll ever meet. She'll tease you and tease you and tease you. Getting you so excited to, to when it gets to the point, it just is an explosion. It's it's one of, I think it's, <laughs> it, it's not often, but it's mm-hmm. one of those songs that just mm-hmm. can't be covered. It can't be replicated. Oh, good God, no, you can't no. replicate You that. know what I mean? Like, it's just, mm-hmm. like, somebody could cover it, but it won't hit you the same. Yeah. And if you were ever in the borough, as soon as that song kicked in, 
just to see the reactions to everyone around it. You had people like, on, oh, fuck, not this again. And, <laughs> like, um, but just to, like this old bloke, we used to call him Gordon Freebird. Like I so said, he was a bar fly. He spent his life like drinking from 8 o'clock in the morning till closing in the pubs around Sunland. But he was the harmless guy you ever meet. And he, and as soon as you saw it, he would start dancing, then running around the bar because the Burry used to have a central bar. And he used to used to sit him and used to actually time him to see how fast he could run around the bar at times as well. Um, but as I said, like say just sitting there on a night time, like probably a few lock ins as well <laughs> when when everything's closed down. <laughs> no, no, never. Um, Absolutely did not engage in illegal activities upstairs until five o'clock in the morning, five nights a week. Oh my yeah. god, I was actually at one of your lock-ins. <laughs> Sorry to bust your bubble there, but I was. <laughs> Me and Emma had gone. Didn't end up in the cellar. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> with Rob. In the bear suit. Can I, can I just read out the text that my dad's just sent? Because I think this made you all cry. Hmm. He's just sent oh, music. Sake, bring back. Music brings back memories. It's like a memory stick for the soul. Mm-hmm. That's what he's just saying. Is mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry, <Yeah>. yes. <laughs> but no, that that's the thing because, as you said, there's a lot of bad stuff that came with the borough that you can remember and stuff. But there's a lot of people that still remember it as the best time they ever had. Don't forget that. Thanks, man. So, Sammy. <laughs> Follow that. <laughs> Foxy. Off, off the back of all this, let's not follow Grant. He's all just chucking out the fucking big guns. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell, man. Right. So, this is my nostalgia song. This is mm-hmm. the, probably the only one that does actually, on my list, have some, have a personal effect. I genuinely thought the person who would instantly know this song would have actually been in the chat tonight, but unfortunately it doesn't look like she's there. <laughs> Fucking bitch. Um, <laughs> I do love Adele though. Um, and it is, it, it kind of like gives me a nostalgia song, but it's part of actually one of my favorite bands songs as well. Um, if she was here and I said like walking into a dream, she would text me back instantly with someone like what it's seen instantly she did it on the podcast not a couple of weeks ago she texted me like walking into a dream to where i instantly finished it off the song is afterlife by avenge sevenfold mm-hmm. um me and emma who is <laughs> one of my closest friends i love her so much we have such a connection when it comes to avenge sevenfold and um, we've been to see them live together we just <laughs> we find them the sort, do you know what? When I was thinking of this one for nostalgia, mm-hmm. I could every song, and I and I'm not joking. Every song I thought of had something to do with her. Mm-hmm. Um, it was yeah, what was it? Um, Take Back Sunday, Cute Without the E. That was it. That was potentially going to be in there. Um, My Chemical Romance, Helena, mm. Hel- Helena, Helena, Helena. Am I saying that Helena. right? Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And um, that because the minute that song came on in Chambers, me and her would instantly throw our arms way up in the air with the most dramatic fashion and just dance until that was over with. And then knowing our look, Taking Back Sunday would come on and we'd still be standing there. Um, mm-hmm. But this one is because just, you know, do you know when you're having them moments where it's like, huh, and then all of a sudden I get a text with just like walking into a dream, just mm-hmm. 
text it. And honestly, the song is fantastic. It is absolutely brilliant. <laughs> Probably is one of my favorite Avenged Sevenfold songs. Um, mm-hmm. but that is the reason I love this song so much for is because of her. Mm-hmm. And I, the bitch I thought she'd be in tonight, no. Um, yeah, generally with it being music, I thought she'd be all our rush, but she clearly not. I'm gonna no. have to text her and say you bitch. I I've bet got you've um, mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm saying bitch in my head as well, all I can hear is always sunny when mm-hmm. um when thingy shouts, You bitch! You bitch. <laughs> you bitch. That's exactly how I feel right now. That's, that's, yeah, that's in a future episode coming soon. Coming soon <laughs> to the Nutty Up North. But yeah, the song is absolutely brilliant. Um after Avenged Sevenfold, I have a spooky way of almost predicting shit, um, especially right. when it comes to their band members. Afterlife um, came out, what, in 2007, and they lost the rev in 2009. Mm-hmm. Was it 2009? But the song, um, yeah, the the songs which portray, uh, and it's a lot for Avenged Sevenfold, they do portray a lot of death in their songs, Um it's it's like a leading up point to something bad, and that something bad did happen with the Rev passing mm-hmm. away. Um, but this is just this is my only only pick on there that has a personal touch to it because of the bitch that's not here. <laughs> Bless her, we we'll love Emma. I do, I love her. I, honestly, she's like she's one of my best friends. We've one of my oldest friends. We've known each other for too fucking long. Um. Mm. But and a, cr- and a cracking in, pair of tits, we'll see as well. So give it that. Honestly, they're honestly they're fucking amazing. <laughs> um, but yeah, the um, this song is the one that'll always be. If I had to say, if Emma's name comes up, this is what instantly comes into my head. And then, to be honest, like there's a, there's a fair few I could have picked, but this is the one. Cool. No, I like it's that. my last pick. Yes, very well done there. And Emma, you bitch for not being on here. You bitch. I'm not making any fucker cry though, am I? <laughs> I haven't got that monster effect on people. <laughs> if you, you make us cry in the other ways, Sammy, don't worry. Thank you. <laughs> <Grant>. <laughs> it's your You're turn. You're Sammy crying. <laughs> I'm not picking anything that's going to make anybody cry for my last one here. My last one... How how do I put this? I've, I said it was quite chaotic in the way that I chose my music and the way that things were kind of circulating in and out. Um, Charlotte mentioned Martha Reeves and the Vandellas earlier yes. on, and Heatwave nearly ended up in there because I love a good mm-hmm. female soul voice, um, be it the 50s, the 60s, life. the 70s, um, and there were so many that came in and out. Um, Candy Statton. Uh, was very nearly in here in this slot with Young Hearts Run Free and Yvonne Illman uh, with I Can't Have You very nearly ended up with this last slot as well. Mm-hmm. And I'd been churning through what song makes me happiest, what song mm-hmm. absolutely lifts me. And I think if this song doesn't lift you, you might not have a soul. Um, <laughs> originally released in 1982 um, yeah. and went nowhere like mm-hmm. absolutely nowhere it barely charted and then it got remixed a couple of years later and made it right up into the top 10 um the pointer sisters i'm <laughs> so excited <laughs> those of, what of a certain choice. generation remember it as being the crunchy advert song yeah um oh. but it 
is just this majestic piece of upbeat 80s synth soul that how can you not smile Mm -hmm. listening to this song? You know what I mean? No matter how down I've ever been in my entire life, and often if I'm down, I tend to wallow Mm -hmm. in being down a little bit. My music taste will go sad and dark and, you know, laments will come in like... Um, mm-hmm. you know, love you to death and all that kind of thing. But if ever I just need to go back in the room, sort your head out, Grant, fucking lift yeah. yourself back up, the point assistance is what does it for me every single time. I adore this song. And it, it hurt me to leave out some of the names that I've left out. Is Candy Statton kept mm-hmm. swapping back and forward with this probably about four times a day for the last mm-hmm. week. You can, are you getting a great one, two, three, <laughs> four, four, five requests now for to what? sing it? You have, you, <laughs> I'm not even going to say that actually because I know how that's going to go. You've literally, the only comment my mom has made about this point about this pick was yes, yes, yes. yes. And <laughs> so Grant's getting her to say yes, yes, yes. I'm not joking, Grant. The comment is literally. That will put all other things aside. Give in this time and show me some affection. We're going for those pleasures in the night. Absolutely terrible if I did it as a fucking metal vocal. Oh, fuck all right, Grant gets fucking claps. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you that was that, no, no, no. That was from my dad. He's just applauded you. <laughs> Yes. Your mum and dad's gonna share a bed with Grant's door. It's fine. He's gonna be, uh, be yeah. meeting that sandwich. There's restraining orders for behaviours like that. Sorry guys, but I'm not allowed to Your dad's seventy <laughs> Someone better not fucking clip this goodwill. You can go and fuck yourself. Goodwill do it. Goodwill do it. Um it's going on TikTok tomorrow, mate. It's coming on about. It's going right next to that rant you did for Alien, so <laughs> it'll be it'll be on there with like Grant. Let me do a metal version. Go on. Like I did with a little mermaid, I'll do a metal version. Oh, that was it, brilliant. Oh, yeah, that's a very nice voice. Yeah, you, you, you stuck it out there. Let's do it. <laughs> you know what? I actually can't. I will do one at some point. I absolutely promise. Okay. But Lee's on an early tomorrow. She's <laughs> going to be up at 5 a.m. And when I sing that, I've got to massively raise the volume of my voice. Um, yeah. Paul and Jake and Adam would vouch for this. I belt it out in a shout. Um, if I'm going to do that with my voice, I'd be screaming to the point where the neighbors. I don't particularly want to upset Lee, so let's not do that. And your mum's just pointed out as well. Your dad's recovering from back surgery, so you have to wait. He's he's healed up before you can get into that type of action, Charlotte. Wow, I love the fact that Charlotte's mum's like, but he's recovering from back surgery. Can't do that yet. Because <laughs> that's five... the only issue. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. No, Charles gonna have that mental image tonight. now of just like basically that that uh that train shall we say? Oh god. <laughs> oh, tonight's episode is, has been an honestly, absolute fucking treasure. It is the gift that my keeps mom, on giving. My mom is absolutely dying to meet everyone. 
Let's have a Debbie lunch. Let's get together. Let's have lunch with Debbie. So is this when Debbie does nerds? Anyway. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of Dallas. (laughs) Oh, you had to see it. You you couldn't. You you had to point out the actual reference. Right. Right. Moving on. My last bit. The bossy, you can tell I, the bossy one's back on the chat, isn't you? <laughs> oh, we've missed her. I, uh, I actually did uh, tell my mum and dad uh, what my list was, <gasps> just because my You've my dad wouldn't cheat. stop asking. Oh. Wouldn't stop asking. And my mum told my me specifically, <laughs> my mum told me specifically, because of the story behind it, to leave this one till last. Right. Uh, because they were tuning in a bit later because they were watching the football. And to be honest, it is probably my most, if you know my music taste, which I don't, I don't really so mm. promote. Apparently not, because it's honestly, I would not have picked, like, I wouldn't know what to pick for you. Yeah. So, so I know she was uh, very Motown, old, like, old school, mm, like, type of thing, yeah, like Baby uh, yeah. King and shit like that. Like, all, yeah. uh, uh, not, not like shit like that, just like, yeah, sorry. Not, not <laughs> having, not, not having Baby King and Eric Clapton riding with the king. Mm-hmm. Oh, hold on, I'm coming. In this mm. list, I felt like I'd cut off one of my legs. <laughs> but I couldn't not have this song mm-hmm. in the list. And it's probably it's probably the cheesiest song in the list. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll tell you the story first and you might be able to guess for it. Uh, so this band is a Motown band and it is my dad's favourite Motown band. And this band is the soundtrack of, of my life. There isn't a... A moment I can think of when this band was not being played in the house. Um, the story is, uh, my mom went into labour with me, and in true Charlotte fashion, I fell asleep. So mm-hmm. she ended up in labour for twenty four hours with me because <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't be bothered. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so obviously, in that twenty four hours, uh, my mom was getting some sleep, and they said, "Look," said to my dad, "Look, go home." sort of get something to eat, get a bit refreshed and come back in the morning. Nothing's going to happen until then. So my my dad was 40 when he had me. So he was a bit later on in life. So he went, he went home, um, he, he had something to eat, he had a sandwich and he was absolutely shattered and he fell asleep and he woke up in the morning and he realised that he had to pack a bag of, of, you know, like baby clothes and yada yada. So he just put on the first album that he grabbed. The first one that he grabbed, you put it on just to, and the first song that came on was this one. And as he opened the drawer and picked out a, a baby girl, he realised that in you know in 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 a few hours or a few days or whatever, if I finally woke up, um, there was going to be a real a real little girl in in these clothes. And the song that came on was the Temptations my girl and he cried he just mm-hmm. cried um and oh i'm sorry dad he wasn't 40 he was 37 he was 40 when he had my sister um and mm-hmm. this this song is like the soundtrack of my life this song will be the one i walk down to the aisle walk down the aisle to it will be the one I dance with him at my wedding, it is, it is, and I know it's really cheesy because it is one it's of those not songs that just not at all. Everybody, like everybody with a daughter, is oh my girl, 
but it's it's just my that, dad that does not short. think like that and he has <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so like that it was, if not, if it wasn't the first song I ever heard, it was one of the first songs I ever heard. Mm-hmm. Um, and I couldn't not have a top five favorite songs without this. Top five favorite, as soon as I saw top five favorite songs, my girl instantly, instantly. And it is, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't mind covers, like, you know, but mm-hmm. if I hear a cover of this song, I get really angry. I'm like, no, you can't. No, it's not. No, my song. It's my song. It is my song. Like, if you yeah. hear it on the telly or whatever, and it comes on, and obviously, like, it means a lot for my sister as well. But I think mm-hmm. just obviously this memory, it is my song. Yeah. And it's my girl. And no one will ever take that away for you as well. That's the thing. So that's amazing. And how dare you say this song is cheesy? This is oh song God, is absolutely it's amazing. It is a beautiful, beautiful song, but I think it yeah. can be mm-hmm. used in like cheesy ways. Yes, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, I don't mm-hmm. think I think the and, movie and, My Girl helped that one, didn't it? Oh, no. <laughs> like, and um, it's glasses. It's glasses. So, for Father's Day, mm-hmm. um, I think it was five. It must have been five years. Yeah, because I mean, Kevin was just getting together, so it was five years ago. For uh, on Father's Day, we, me. Mom, sister and dad went to see Motown the Musical at the Theatre Royal. And it was, it's the closest I'll ever come to Mm -hmm. seeing that music live with my dad. Mm -hmm. And that song came on and I was sitting next to him and he's like, he was in the middle of me, my sister, and he just grabbed her hands and smiled. And it's it's just, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I think a fitting tribute to your dad as well would be that Charlotte sang the song to him now yeah. no <laughs> wow wow <Charlotte>. <laughs> i love you dad but that's not happening sorry what's that it's one of those it's one of those songs that you hear that and you're instantly just <laughs> in the song <laughs> like it's it's just <laughs> one of the most i think it's probably one of the most recognizable yeah, yeah probably right ever you're probably right. Sam was nearly singing away there. And he started. Your mum's made comment of the night again. You can always rely on an Eckhart family to change the mood. <laughs> to be fair, though, <laughs> I think we're most of the last who went from sad, well, happy, like they're all happy ones at the last one. If that's the thing. I, I know it's been emotional, but they've all been happy ones as well. So because well, that, that, that does. Though. True. But. I've got sunshine. Go on. You know you want to. It's cold outside. Go on. I've got the month of May. That was a perfect opportunity for Miss Charlotte to join in and sing. That would have been lovely to end it, but you (laughs) ruined it. No, it's still keep going. I guess (laughs) you'd... My dad's just texted saying I've heard you saying no thanks. You saying no thanks. <laughs> wow. Burn off your dad. No wonder I didn't get an S Club Juniors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, what that we is, talk about that... it now. <laughs> yes. Charlotte auditioned for S Club Juniors. And she said that Frankie was a bitch as well, I remember. Even though oh, your mum told the whole chat ages ago. <laughs> Yeah, she was stuck up. She was stuck up even then. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Frankie. <laughs> yeah, 
Uh, so yeah, that yeah. was that was my last pick. That's very such, nice. Such a lovely Charlotte. You've absolutely annihilated me and my emotions <laughs> tonight. Thank you. That was a nice. I only wanted to make though. me mom cry. Wow, Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, though, you've got all the whole ch- you've got the whole chat singing it as well now. So, oh, it is. It, it's just it's it's just one of those songs that just it's it's one of the very few. Like mm-hmm. Grant was talking about it before, but it is one of those very few perfect songs. Yeah. Like if you cover it, you don't change a thing. No, you just cover mm-hmm. it. Just yeah. sing it as it was you meant to be sung. You can't mm-hmm. improve on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, oh. great thing. I, I guess it's one of the things you don't expect it to go to the degrees that we've been to tonight. Like I said, I like, yes. didn't expect it to hit us as hard as it did. Down, up and down, up and down. <laughs> yes. My God, I've been on a roller coaster, but I must say this has probably been one of my favourite episodes. Um, yeah. I've loved listening <laughs> to everyone. If you just go back and watch it, I am literally just mm-hmm. listening to every single word that you are saying. Um, there's been some absolutely emotional punches and some just beautiful memories. And thank you so much for sharing them with us. I've so and, enjoyed tonight. And again, the, thank you as well for everyone to be comfortable or emotional enough to let yeah. let your guard down a little bit because sometimes that can be come across. And especially, I know we're trying to stay away from being the the, the whole gear key and edge lord saying, "Oh, I'm going to pick these songs oh. to make us look cool." And it's just refreshing that nobody's done that tonight as my well. My God, if I did that, my list would be totally fucking different. <laughs> it would be so much better than how it came out. Yeah, because it's I an easy topic to follow. Yeah. Well, the thing is, though, I think, like, obviously, we we don't encourage gatekeeping at all because it's different no. interpretations. But I think because people develop music hits you differently on an emotional level to say films. Mm-hmm. And that is a lot of gatekeeping and music just purely based on your emotional reaction to them. Like mm-hmm. my girl, like I, I could, I, I can't listen to anybody but the Temptations sing it. Like the Temptations, the original, the, the original five. Are long but that's gone not that, that's not gatekeeping. But that's not you. That's not, no, that, that's that's not, not you. Gatekeeping. The thing is, the, the original, the original band is long gone, but the mm-hmm. Temptations are still mm-hmm. going. Yeah, I can't listen to the new Temptations sing it because it's mm-hmm. not the same. But that's different. That's that's, 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 that's you saying that you can't listen. You're not yeah, telling anyone you not mean. to listen to it. That's, you're not telling me. Yeah. You you're not telling me you can't listen to that because this version is better. And if it is, yeah. basically you're a dickhead. But yeah. it's it's your personal preference of who you like to hear you sing it. And mm-hmm. there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Especially music's personal. Music's yeah. incredibly personal, exactly. as we found out tonight. Yeah. And yeah. nobody has any right to tell I you. I feel violated. I'm angry in my tone. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I don't so mean do to I. Say... <laughs> So do uh, I have my parents but... behalf? <laughs> I just, I love the fact that you've, you've been open enough to, to share it all. It's been such a brilliant night. Thank you so much. It's the yes. only episode that's ever made me cry. Sorry, it will break I, soon. I don't cry, and I cried. Sorry, Charlotte, I've lost, I've lost count now. I mm-hmm. generally don't know how many times I've cried on this podcast. You know what it is. I'm you know the fact that as soon <laughs> as soon as we as soon as we go off, I know for a fact that my phone's going to ring and my dad's going to shout at us for getting his age wrong. Out of everything, he's going to be like, "I was doing Oh wow, okay. <laughs> no, no. I'll tell you what's going to happen That's after this. He's, he's going to ring into you. Have you got Grant's number? <laughs> I, need, I need to make friends with this guy right now. That, that's a triangle that we want to, a pyramid that we want to connect with. 
Yes. <laughs> right. So, Let's so bringing the tone right back now. now. Let's <laughs> round this up before it goes even further down. <laughs> yes. So, um, so thank you guys. Thank you for sticking with me. I know it's been a long episode. We it expected has. it. Yeah. Uh, Bless to a Kelly really. who. We finished early because <laughs> we only keep going by now. E, God, I totally forgot about Kelly. With yeah. all everything that's gone on, I completely forgot Kelly. E, I'm so sorry. But yeah. she's not here. Yes, it's been over three hours this one as well. So, it, it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, if you just want to, honestly, this is probably one of the, I don't want to say it's one of the best episodes we've done. It's one of the most personal episodes that we've done. It's been absolute joy. Mm-hmm. Um, Break it up and it's, listen to it in parts. Yeah. Do you know what it's I mean? It's been my favourite episode. It's, it's been, been ones where we've just they kind of stripped Ben and just went, fuck it. I think yeah. last week where was, I took away the filter was a little bit as well. So, sorry, guys, if you listen to that one. I, I think because I think because of the topic, as soon as I saw the topic, I was like, that's going to be something special, no matter who was on it. And it so I got a nephew. No matter. <laughs> but yes. So n- next week, it's going to go down a little bit of a different route while yeah. talking about Ben. <laughs> the Batman, yes. So we're gonna all do our best Batman voices. Uh, we'll even try and get uh, Sam all gimped up wearing a, uh, some kind of outfit. So we say <laughs> that's not a promise I can Kev. deliver. Unfortunately, <laughs> Kev is so excited for this episode. He um, is so excited for this episode. He has been wanting to go down a Batman rabbit hole, mm-hmm. but it's surprising. So it's shocking that it's actually taken what a hundred and how many episodes now for us to actually have a proper sit down talk about the Batman. We've talked about them in stages, but like I said, this yeah, is just not pure. Full on sit yeah. down. Oh, yes. So next We've week we a... are joined by Jake, Kev, and the returning Steph from yep. uh, the Castle Coven uh, gaming ladies. Because yes. when she ah, came yeah, on, um... she just like kind of scared us with her Batman knowledge. Wow. Like. <laughs> Do you, you know, you think you have like an expectation of someone because they, they say, oh, I'm into cosplay and cosplay. And then like, this is what you th-. And then she just like, I'm a huge Batman fan. Like, <laughs> test me on my knowledge. <laughs> but it was uh, brilliant. Um, I have another another week of podcasting. Um, <laughs> I've got, we've got, or we've got, should I say, Tuesday. Yes, we're, we're interviewing uh, men in, uh, in baby oil and small pants. We're doing, a, we're, doing an, we're doing an independent wrestling, uh, avant-garde wrestler. Uh, come on, we've got one of the wrestlers coming on with Jake, who's organised it because they've got an event in March. So he wants yeah, to come um, in and talk about it and talk about wrestling storylines. So it should be so quite interesting. That, I'm recording a new Patreon episode on Thursday. Ah, this week is the top five most satisfying deaths mm-hmm. and my god are we gonna see the most sadistic side of me yet i am gonna i'm gonna release something i probably should mm-hmm. never do on youtube <laughs> <laughs> but yes um sammy's last week's episode will be going live tomorrow um cool, on friday I'm, I'm in talks with goodwill like i suggested doing the Star Trek episode live, but I think he, he doesn't know if he wants to do that. But so there might be a live episode on Friday, or there might just be a recording that'll go up when I can. Um, cool. so yes, a lot of going on, and we have got, um, like I say, Kev doing his own uh horror uh, like I say, episode soon. That's going to be in the next few weeks, uh, Horror Up North. And then we are hoping to launch uh, comics up north for a free comic book day in May, I believe. Yeah. Is that right? Yes, that's the plan. We're going to aim for free comic book day to start comics up north. Um, that's going to be interesting. We are branching out 
Oh, and we, we also have uh, Nerdfest in April. Yes, Nerdfest in April, where we're hosting. Yes, hosting uh, cosplay contests. So please do your best cosplay, and I'm not allowed to judge, so it's fine. <laughs> it's gonna be all good. But um, if you are looking for exclusive episodes of the Game of Thrones podcast, it is available on Patreon. I believe it's you can two pound, just a measly two pound a month, which is less than a less than a cup of coffee in Starbucks. Just, and just and keep an eye out for the new uh, Sammy level that will be coming soon. Yeah. <laughs> Literally <laughs> coming soon. Literally, <laughs> uh, yeah. So you can support the you can support the podcast on Patreon. You can also find us on our social medias on Instagram and TikTok. You can also watch us play video games on Twitch. Yeah, I'm not playing that scary one again. I didn't like it. <laughs> Big fucking baby. <laughs> <laughs> and on that, on, on that line of Sam called me a big fucking baby, same back time, same back channel. See you everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.